Ah, that was much better. Might that work? I don't know. That'll, that'll help, at least. Every Are we time. just clapping now? Yeah, pretty yeah. Much. Basically, this is what happens. <laughs> and, then, and then I give up and, and weep. This is, this is when you give up and go, you know what? I'm done. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> and just like that, the return of World on Stage 1 died. <laughs> What'd you mean? We were always like this. <laughs> that is true. How long has it been since we've done an episode? Uh, it has see, been more than a year. Oh god, yes it's it has, but when... I, I think it might have been longer. Our last one was June 1st, 2011. Oh. Nice. So over a year. Over a year. My first you know, one. goodness me. It doesn't seem like it. Well, that's because we recorded a show less than over a year ago. But yet you released it. That never show. made the light of day. And it now never will, because it's just too depressing to go back and edit it. Ah, uh, Really? Oh, oh, we spent man. a large amount of that show talking about how excited we were for Mass Effect 3. Yeah. And then I've Mass Effect now. 3 came out. Oh, right, I see. And I really, I can't go back and listen to myself talking about how much I'm looking forward to a game that was that disappointing. I can't go back and do it. Well, I wouldn't be so bad because, you know, I've, I've yet to play 2, so... You might like it. Some people really like Mass Effect 3. I, to me, it... Uh, did not end the franchise well. Mm. I've I've known that pain in other games, but yeah, I still know that pain in games. It is a frequent pain. Yeah, but rather than dwell on pain, man versus machine. <gasps> oh my I know, god! Right? I found out about this this like while I was waiting to uh to open the shop today. I was just waiting. <laughs> I was waiting for my manager to turn up. So I was there going. Right, let's check out the interwebs and Facebook. And on my Facebook was the Team Fortress feed, and it went, "Hey, check out this thing." And I was like, Ugh. "I found out about this in 2010." Nice, because uh. they've been teasing bits and pieces of this for forever. Well, that's another thing. Strange enough, last night I was watching. I found again via the Facebook via a Facebook thing. It linked me to this weird video that this guy had made of various little nods to the robots that are now appearing throughout the various updates for over the years. Yeah, it's like in Meet the Engineer, yeah. it was there and all sorts. Yeah, and it was just like... Can I, can I just stop you there before you continue? Yeah. Hello and welcome to World on Stage 1. Hello. I am Simon. With me, as ever, is Mike. Yay. And Jax. Hello. One of whom is with me as ever and one of whom is joining us. That'd be me. It would. Hello, Jack. Hello. No, no, Jack. Oh, oh. Oh, Hello. No, not you. We called the monkey Jack. Oh, hello. There we go. But yes, this is getting confusing. Robots. Let, 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 let. Should I go with what 
you know, I forget to call myself for cons now. What is oh, that? Yeah. Right. From now on, right, we are Simon, Mike, Jack, and Irish. What's up? <laughs> I, I'm okay with this. Yep, I'm okay. Irish is good. Oh, that's fantastic. We have a foreigner back. I don't yeah, think Irish I know, right? Mike would oh, for this. Awesome. I think he'd fight you over your Irishness. That is true, but he's not on the show. That is true. Yeah. Uh, well, occasionally, he has been on the show. Yeah. Go Wait, do you reckon we could have a fight? We could have a fight between Irish Jack and Irish Mike. Oh, that'd be. And whilst regular Mike and regular Jack watch with popcorn <laughs> <laughs> and bitches. Oh, I need to find an Irish Simon now. Ah, uh, I'm sure. I'm sure they're out there. There must be an Irish Simon out there. If there's an Irish Simon listening, please do write in. Irish Simon. We have to know where you live mm. so we can find you and fight you. <laughs> just to get no, just, so we can team up to fight robot us. Oh yeah. Just to get this up. bad robot us. <laughs> bad robot uses. Aren't we already robot uses? I'm not what? a robot us. Are you a robot us? That's exactly what a robot you would say. Quick to clever bot. <laughs> Tell me, am I a robot? Why are no. you asking me? I'm a robot too. <gasps> It's a conspiracy. I know, right. right, just to get this off my chest straight away. Simon, you are a Viking. Right, that's the end of this episode of World <laughs> One Stage One. I, I have to drive to Cheltenham and punch a bitch. <laughs> one of us. One of us. Ah, <sighs> now I feel ready. Yes. But there we go. Now got I it, feel ready. Got it over, ready for something. There we go. Look, got it over and done with straight away. Okay, I suppose it's out of the way and we can continue in a spirit of friendliness in which no one accuses anyone of being a Viking. Indeed. Just as the All-Father would have wanted. <laughs> hey, hey, don't you talk smack about the Asgardians. They're not Vikings, okay? Aliens. But they occasionally do go a Viking. They, they might Vike, but they are not in fact themselves Vikings. They might but a Viking might. is someone who Vikes. Also, I'm getting quieter and quieter according to my own audacity. Yeah, me too. That's awesome. <laughs> Don't do that. You guys are amazing. I know, we're, we are awesome. Okay. I will be spending the episode I'm just going coughing to start... my lungs up. Yeah, and I will, I will try talking from my diaphragm from now on. So, before we begin, I also want to uh, preemptively possibly apologise for the sound quality, because I don't know how we're going to end up with this one getting put together. So it might sound great or it might sound awful. If it sounds awful, uh, sorry, but that's the best you're going to get. But just pretend that you're hearing us from the bottom of a really deep well. Well, Jack especially, because you sound like that to me now. Oh, shit, man. So, I need to get a mic. So this is, you do. So this is, welcome to well one, sub-basement two. No, no, stop this. Stop this now. No. Too silly. And also, I'll end up riffing about how that whole baseline was stolen from an obscure jazz record. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, so we've... Uh, red versus blue and robots, right? Yes, red and blue versus robots. Hmm. It's going to be Man fun. Man versus machine. It's going to be a lot of fun. And it's my birthday and as well. Minus. I get to spend my birthday playing it. <laughs> After I finish <laughs> work. Giant robots. 
Have you seen the giant robots? Yes. Yes, yes. Uh, I want to know what the, what make the tracks, though. Yes, that's quite disturbing. Let, but, the well, I think it's actually the carrier, the tank, that carries them. Yeah, possibly. But, but Robot Scout, Giant Robot Scout, oh, that sounds horrible, because the whole weakness of the giant robots is that they're slow and Scout isn't. Scout is faster than uh, all the other robots. If Giant Scout gets the bomb, that's pretty much game over, apparently. Nice. Enough, like us. In case anyone is not aware, we are talking about Team Fortress 2. Oh, really? Hey. Jack, Jack's talking hey, about the secret they're... government project that he's not allowed to talk about. But talks about anyway. It's a secret. Oh, shit, no, sir. I was talking about the Path 2. The Path 2 with robots. Oh, not this yeah, why not? Are they the good guys or the bad guys? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's the part. But do they, or do they even really exist? Maybe they're just a figment of your imagination, a metaphor, if you will, for the inevitability of man's uh, falling down a giant hill made out of technology. Yes. And we'll come back to the path in a later episode. <laughs> no, we won't. We're never coming back to it. <laughs> You keep saying we're coming back to it, but we're not. You're like, you're saying we're going to Disneyland, and we always go to the dentist. <laughs> In fairness, I've already tweeted that something is going on from the World 1 Stage 1 account. <gasps> and all I've had back is just, you've said that before and nothing happened. Oh, <laughs> we did that last time. It's yeah. true. Nothing you're did a, happen, but... You're uh, a big, bearded, I, broken promise bender. <laughs> I, do, I do feel fairly awful right now. But... Not right now as you listen to this, because right now as you listen to this, I have fulfilled my promise and everything is better. Yay! But as well, I am saying it, because of wibbly-wobbly-timey-wimey, I feel terrible now, but not at the moment that is now when I say that. At the time of recording, you don't feel horrible. No, at the time of recording, I do oh, feel right. horrible. Other at way the around. time of listening, I don't. Other way around. Switch it over. Yes. Yes. I see. Because... The act of having released the recording will assuage my guilt. Ah, right. Yeah, see, I have no guilt. They're lucky to hear my voice at all. You are a sexy beast. Oh, yeah. Well, considering the, the state of the recording last time, they are quite lucky to hear your voice at all. <laughs> that, that was largely the problem. Tell you what, we'll put out... We'll, we, I'll, I'll release my side of the audio, because as far as I'm concerned, it was fine, okay? In my speakers, it works. I don't know what's wrong with yours, but mine are fine. The problem is that Mike is quite loud, but he is very far away. I'm, I'm in my bedroom. It's not that far away from you, Jack. You are quite yeah, far is, away from me. It is, in fact, very far away from, from Brizzle. Brizzle! But so are you, Jack. And I'm further away you, than Jack. you two guys. Or am I closer to you, Simon? I don't know. Is well, it? I, you know, I'm up by Big Tesco's, so... <laughs> which, depends on which side of Cheltenham is closer to Bristol or not. I think that's still... the southern side of Cheltenham. No, I think, so I think we're further away. Do you things like the south side of Cheltenham and whatnot? Well, well, yes, because Cheltenham takes up an area, therefore it has. No, no, I mean, as in, do people still, like, sort of... I mean, outside of London, do people still sort of measure things as the south and the north of a particular town or city? 
Well, I'm trying to work out whether he's closer to me or not, and I am to the south. Therefore, if he's yeah. in the southern half, but I don't, I don't know what's, I don't know what's in the south of well, Cheltenham. I don't know where the cutoff line is. Well, right, where no, you te- are, te- Tesco's in the west, west, and Bristol is in the southwest of Cheltenham. So south. Jack is closer. Southwest. Yeah, we are. We are not. We are both on the same sort of plane. We are both not south. Yeah, but you're, you're more westerly, and Bristol is I more, am more westerly west. than us. Yes. So you are closer. So we're further away. <laughs> this is the most riveting conversation <laughs> I have ever been involved in. Yeah, but Jack, now we need remember, to go into guys. which of us is which of us two is closer. Because I believe you're, you you're on the north audience. side of the house and I'm on the south side. <laughs> uh, World War Stage 1. All about geography now. I think our new strapline should be World 1 Stage 1, you brought this on yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> you all demanded more episodes. I'm consick. What do you expect? <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not back by popular demand. It's just back by demand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's true, you have spent the weekend, not this time in a field, but in a oh, hotel. Shit, hang on, I think I've figured out what the problem is now. One moment. Okay, he waits until we're into the episode to fix all this problem. Yes. Okay, okay, yeah, I think I fixed it, never mind. Was your microphone what do you auto think you fixed? I think, yeah, I think my microphone was turned down, like, crazy amounts. Looking... Well, that'll yeah. be fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, were you pretending to be anyone this weekend? Me? Yes, usually you. He was well, well, you know... Yeah, you mm. know how I have um, a Twitter account of the Roman Empire? The Holy Roman Empire? No, no, just just the Roman Empire. Oh, just the regular one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this weekend I was France. But France when he was at school. Yeah. Little, little eyeliner beard lines. Oh, yeah, yeah. I had a, I had a drawn-on beard and everything. Got, and a big blonde wig. Because the fool can't grow a beard. But I had a nice big blonde wig on as well. Yeah, you did. Black eyebrows. You looked really frightening. <laughs> I Thank have you. To admit, I, I, the, I the concept try. of a blonde Jack is slightly unsettling. Well, I was. I it, I got up in the morning. I came down to meet in, him and Rowan. I was stood in the in like the main he courtyard. Says morning. And I phoned him and was going. So where are you? And he went. I'm stood over by the shop. I can see you. And started waving. And I'm like, I can't see you. Where the fuck are you? And he's waving at me. I'm just looking at him. Like, but that guy's blonde, so that can't be Jack. That's somebody else waving to somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> and I nice. forgot. Oh wait, he dresses up. The, the problem does. with anime conventions is that they can really mess with your sort of your per- perception of reality. Yeah. I mean, you know. The amount of crossplay I saw this weekend was there. Was, there was a whole lot of cross. There was a whole was lot fucking, of cross dressing. It was fucking glorious. Mm. Yeah. I had to borrow your fiance's belt from the crossplay that she did. <laughs> yep. yeah. Speaking Which of uh, events since the con, I went to work today and made one of my fellow employees super jealous. Because what did you do? Oh, he's a big Dragon Ball Z fan, and uh. the guest was Brad Swale, the voice of uh, you know Adult Gohan, and it was just like, guess who I got to meet and have a drink with? He's like, who? I was like, Gohan. He's like, what? Yeah, Brad Swale, motherfucker. And he was like, son of a bitch. 
And then I didn't have any fun. took 20 minutes to explain cheese rolling to him. Yeah. <laughs> yes, she did. And now Which he wants an invite to the wedding. He wants and an now invite. If, that's pretty cool. And now, and now he... And you know what? Well, I was going to say, do you know what's kind of weird? Well, the, he's going to be at the same convention that me and Rowan are going to in the States. Yeah, I know. Yomacon. Awesome. Yeah, so I, I kind of just want to sort of take a banner or something like that and just follow him around going... We've come all the way from the UK to see you again. <laughs> just just go Remember up to him and ask us? him if he knows what cheese rolling is. <laughs> I'll do it, it'd be awesome. He'll be he'll go, Yes, I know exactly what that is, you good. Because I thought my friend explained it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> For the uninitiated listening, cheese rolling is a local custom. Uh, local to where local, I grew up. Local, and they local still custom are. is such a, local custom is such a sort of it's such a way of downplaying it. It, it is one of it is one of England's greatest remaining blood sports. It's an extreme <laughs> sport. People die doing it. it. That is true. Trying to stifle the, someone's laughter with people die. <laughs> there is death. The idea is that the cheese rollers gather at the top of what is affectionately called a hill, uh, but is more accurately termed a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The man in charge takes a large wheel of cheese. Double Gloucester. Drops it's not, not it. too large. It is, it is a fairly regular-sized wheel of cheese. Which, yeah, okay. A, a reasonable-sized wheel yeah. of cheese. It must be Double Gloucester. Uh, yes, because it's a local custom. Which he then drops down the cliff, and everybody chases it. <laughs> By which I mean they throw themselves off the cliff. Well, when you put it like that, it just sounds silly. Heroes. Yes, unfortunately, I don't know of any <laughs> other way to put it. Uh, the latest one only had, like, what, 19 injuries this year, that time? Yeah, lowest amount of injuries we're, ever. We're, yeah. Yeah, we're doing well. I think we've gone, like, five years without a fatality. New record! If you don't believe us, this is on YouTube. It's on, on YouTube, YouTube, it's on Wikipedia, it's, on Wikipedia. it's verified and everything. People do this shit. We have people... It is we amazing. Have, we have... Contestants from all around the world coming to it. It's amazing. Japanese love it like ridiculous. They 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 live blog it. Yep, it draws people from around the world who don't have enough <laughs> cliffs to throw themselves over Wait, in pursuit they, of cheese they, they, they where they live. Blog, they live blog their cheese rolling adventure. Pretty much down a cliff now. LOL. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> they you know they be crazy. They do. Anyone who does so it. This edition be crazy. of World One Stage One, we're talking about the cheese rolling um, sports sims, right? <laughs> that would be amazing. Actually, there sort of is one. What? Oh, Skyrim. There is. Yes. <laughs> yes, you can do that. I forgot about that. <laughs> Climb to the top of the throat of the world. Spawn uh, cheese. Cheese spawn A random amount of cheese. <laughs> I love that video of. Um, changing the front of the world to just a volcano of cheese rolls. It's like, what am I, what, what am I seeing? Cheese, mostly. Mostly. But the guy, the guy opens command and puts basically spawn 25,000 rolls of cheese. And it's like, oh god, why have you not crashed? You need a pretty mighty computer to handle that much cheese. I know, right. But that's not what we're here to talk about. No. Apparently, we, we should probably we should probably hurry up. I mean, I only have another fourteen hours of disk space remaining. Oh, oh, well, we're gonna hurry. Shame. 
Because you can't keep up with me in my 80 hours. No, uh, oh my. I don't care. So we, how much. we have come together with the loose excuse of talking about video game controllers. Whilst I turn my microphone up again. Oh no, wait, it's turning itself up now. I'm betting you've got Skype set to automatically adjust the volume of your microphone. Should I turn that off? Well, it depends. Do you want to let Skype handle the volume of your microphone or not? I don't trust Skype with anything. Fuck Skype. Yeah. Well, then turn it off. I would I recommend. Know, I, I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> it's, it is a default setting. Uh, I don't See, I don't use Skype all that often. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, it's been probably half a year since you last used Skype, to my knowledge. Let's put it this way. You know, it's been a while since I used Skype that when I started it up, it was like... You've got this many updates to do. Uh, yeah. I should do them, really. Skype is a never-ending cavalcade of delights. <laughs> okay, can you guys hear me now? Yes, I could hear you before. I could hear, I could you, I could hear you before, yeah. Not can you hear me now? What about now? Can I hear can what you now? Can you hear me now? I can, 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 can you hear so what now? now? So, welcome to another episode of World 1 Stage 1. <laughs> We've done that bit already. Deep, deep professionalism. Ah. We are epically professional and prepared. Ah, is it my fault? Is it because I... Is it, is it me? Yeah. Uh, no, don't worry, there's no actual professionalism. You don't have to take the blame for it. <gasps> oh, okay, then. Also, if we get started within the next sort of, like, five minutes or so, we'll still be ahead of regular schedule. That's true. Yeah, that's pretty true. <laughs> Although this is all show, you do realise that none of this is pre-roll. I'm actually just using this. Cool. But we, this can't, is, we can't do that. We, we learned from that after, like, the first five episodes, when you couldn't be bothered to edit anymore. <laughs> yep. I mean, do, you, do you remember the early, do you remember the, the bad old days, when it was just you and me, Simon, and we would have about an hour of bullshit at the beginning? Half an hour, but yes. Oh, yeah. To the that point awesome. that it was actually labelled as the crap. Yeah, it was awesome. Ah, oh, the crap section. That. I remember the crap Which section. Which is why I've tried, to, I've tried to bring it back a little this, this time with a bring discussion of conventions and cheese. Bring and cheese back. conventions? Oh my god, let's have a cheese convention. It, it exists. exists. <laughs> One of the small oh. villages we came back through on the way from the convention had a cheese and pickle festival. Cheese and pickle. Cheese now. and pickle. Yes, I figured it was, a, it was a good time to bring the crap back, what with you having spent the last couple of weekends pretending to be other people in fields and hotels up and down the country. Well, I, I did realise something quite terrifying when I sat down and had a glass of... Well, not a glass, I had a mouthful of Fago earlier. Oh, God, why? And yeah, and I realised that that, that mouthful of Fago was the first non-alcoholic drink that has passed my lips since July. Oh. That's... That's super bad. It, 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 when you say it like that, that is horrible. Yeah, I know, but right? That is what we've done. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can't really blame me, because we were, in a, we were in a student union bar for the entirety of last weekend, and the thing about those is that they, they're quite happy to do your snake bite in black quite cheaply. <laughs> they had a lot of good alcohol. Plus, they had relentless on tap, which was helpful. It came in pints. <sighs> wow. Yeah, but it wasn't like the stuff you get in a can. Obviously, it was just lots of soda. Yeah. Still impressive. Mm. It ran out. It ran out. What four times they ran out of it? I stopped trying <laughs> to drink it. 
Speaking of Jack pretending to be things, though, I do want to hear about you pretending to be a waterproof or maybe not robot. <gasps> Jackpot! Jackpot uh, okay. Right, okay. Okay, uh, <laughs> to, to put this into, into sort of a, a kind of perspective... You don't know uh, any perspective back to, to the, the, I need to take you back to the hazy, halcyon days of 2011. It was literally um, where, a year ago. <laughs> yeah. Basically, well, let's uh, take you back to when we released our Total War episode. <laughs> oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> that puts it in context for you. Holy crap, yeah, because you released it and then I was working at the box factory. Oh, yep. son of a bitch. I was there with you. Okay, well, basically, yeah, basically, uh, we go to a uh, an anime convention in the middle of a field every year. Ah, <sighs> And when I say every year, I mean that, what, what has, we, what we've just been to was my eighth one running. It was my first it's pretty boss, right? It was awesome. Yeah. Still is awesome. I have yet to go, even though I keep planning to. It is really, really... It's totally worth it, especially even if you're not like not even a fan of anime, because you can just sit in a field and, and like shoot people with water. It, it's a loose... If you're not a fan of anime, <laughs> you can do what I did. Yeah. It's, it's got a loose, a loose grip on the, on the term anime. You see, what I have discovered through meeting various people, specifically the space prisoners... Uh, is that you, you do not need to be an anime fan to enjoy the company of anime fans. Oh, no. And I do enjoy the company of anime fans. Yo! Excellent. It's because we drink. That's what we do. Basically, the, 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 the thing about um, Tokunatsu is that uh, they have a game there, Otaku Royale. And if anyone's seen Battle Royale, you'll probably know where this is going. Hell you, get, sure. you get let loose into a couple of fields... You get given a bag with a T-shirt in it, and that is your your life, if you will. You know, once it's quite easy to see when you've been shot with a water pistol when you're wearing this T-shirt, so the refs can tell when someone's been out. You also get given a map and a random weapon. <laughs> now, this random weapon may be a water pistol. This random weapon may be a bottle of water to attach to a water pistol. Or, or this random weapon maybe or it may the be one a weapon I did give out was a I thought it was absolutely hilarious. I gave somebody a little <coughs> styrofoam cup with a hole in the bottom. <laughs> because I felt like <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I I thought the condoms and tampons were funnier this year. They hold water. <laughs> so they actually useful. Whereas a cup with a hole in it is not useful. Just, just to make this just to make this clear. Toko is such a classy event. Oh, we oh, were yeah. the classiest of ladies. We were. Well, the basically, class. last year when I was helping people f- uh, fill in the bags with like random weapons, so I was giving out one of my flip flops, which I never got back, uh, by the way. <laughs> uh, I decided what a really, really great idea would be. Bearing in mind, I'd had a few at the time. I thought a really great idea would be would be to sit with my head. In a black plastic bin liner 20. in the middle of August for twenty minutes out in direct sunlight for twenty minutes. Yeah, <laughs> and I became someone's random weapon. Uh, and how and did I go, the Jack? Of the jackpot began. It went super good because basically they just the, the guy who run, ran the game decided that I was an indestructible weapon of mass rape and basically just sent me off careening around the battlefield, shooting everyone with water pistols. He was upgradable. He started off with two little water guns. Yeah, had them they, rem- they, kind of, they kind of forgot that um, 
essentially the um, my one weakness was that I had a tiny, tiny little pea shooter water pistol with an effective range of about 30 centimetres. They forgot I had hands and could therefore pick up other water pistols. <laughs> so you had, what, two big ones in your hand and then one strapped across your back? Yeah. I, just I, I would just like to revisit, them. you had two big ones in your hands. <laughs> oh, I, but then I always do. Oh, Just because I'm a mature gentleman. <laughs> but this year, we decided to pull out all the stops, and on the Sunday, during the middle of a thunderstorm... Oh, God, yeah, we, t- we, were, we were rushing that. Jesus. <laughs> oh, yeah. We were, we were actually out in the middle of a thunderstorm, and we built a jackpot costume out of cardboard boxes, gaffer tape, and sharpies, and bungee it, cords. It was a beautiful creation. I, I have seen the pictures. I, I am quite enamoured of oh, Jackpot yeah. 2.0. Oh, the pictures don't... Have you seen, have you seen the, um, have you seen the instructions de Autojack on the back? <laughs> no, I've not seen that. I want the instructions, to see that. Um, yeah, the, I actually, uh, the pictures don't do it justice. I wrote the instructions on the back. Yeah, I wrote the instructions on the back, and I also wrote them in Spanish alongside it. Um, so you've got, like, you know, hold on with both hands onto the reins of the Jackpot, and it will do all your fighting for you. <laughs> It is the jackpot is indestructible, but if you get shot, then you have to let go, and obviously the jackpot powers down. Then whoever shot you can pick it up. If they let go with both hands of the reins, then the jackpot powers down. If they let go with one, it goes into berserker mode and will turn around and shoot you. <laughs> yep. Somebody asked me when we were putting you in the bag. Somebody asked me what the hell you were. <laughs> I said, "Well, that is the jackpot," <laughs> and he went. How does it work? You'd have to read the instructions. <laughs> Where are the instructions? It came an instruction on manual. the jackpot. <laughs> Literally, I had to keep control. I had jackpot weaponry and stuff. So when he, when he had to go, finally got given out, I didn't have to go to the, the first guy. Right, here's Jack's weapon. It's not your weapon. Jack is your Jackpot is your weapon. Read the instructions. For the love of God, follow the instructions. <laughs> then go. I still remember halfway through the fight, like, a guy who had got me picked, picked up one of the reins and was hanging off with his water pistol in his other hand, and all the refs were screaming at him to read the instructions as I was slowly <laughs> turning around, and the look of shock on his face, is he went, oh crap, and then just chucked his gun away and grabbed both reins. Oh yeah, because we were shouting, weren't he? <laughs> Grab both the reins! Oh, that's amazing. I am now looking at the instructions do- auto-jack. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is amazing. Uh, uh, it doesn't show up, but there, there is something on every side. On my left-hand side, there is the kill count. Yeah. There was a little tally written on that, and I forget what um, Bakura wrote on the other side. Oh, there, it was... She, it was, was it Made in Great Britain? Yeah, it was Made in Great Britain, and we also put down... Um, was it, it was the JB... Laboratories creation or something was yep, it? Yep. So the jackpot lab. Excellent. It was awesome. And Which I brought this is. up partly because I wanted to hear the tales of jackpot, uh, because I haven't really had a chance to speak to you much since you got back, uh, and partly because I wanted to say the Olympics was not the only major sporting event occurring in this <laughs> no. at the time. No, th- there were also a bunch of drunken prats running around a, uh, a field somewhere in uh, Woburn. Milton Keynes. Milton yep. Keen. Uh And if you didn't like the people always... anime and drinking and having fun with everybody, you could 
spend an entire afternoon having a water fight with very attractive young women in tight clothing. Which is how I chose to spend the evening. To put Milton Keynes' perspective for any of our foreign listeners, you know how you you built, you plan a city normally, you plan a town. Yeah, we didn't do that over here. We just kind of sprouted up in locations, and we built our, you know, our road structure around that. Milton Keynes was actually planned. It has a grid it's system. The first and only time we tried to actually plan out a city, and it went horribly wrong. It went so wrong. There are giant concrete cows everywhere now. Well, my way of looking at Milton Keynes is this: the roundabout is a splendid thing. <laughs> Uh, or as Americans know them, the Circle Junction. <laughs> the when Circle of Death. in moderation. <laughs> <laughs> However. When you make a city out of roundabouts. Yes. Like some kind of giant, horrible cement catamari. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, the show. The show is from the show. It's from the show. It's from the show. That's going back a ways, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Tomorrow, Al. You know what? That's actually probably compared to like our older uh, old episodes. That's pretty current, actually. Well, let's see. I'm trying to remember. The last time I actually heard that in context would be New Year's Day. I can't remember which year uh, when I was uh, well at the space prison Hogmanay. And woken up uh, yes. at stupid o'clock in the morning on the first, because um, someone had hooked their laptop up to the big plasma screen and was playing YouTube poop clips very loudly, and we were all quite hungover, and that was how I started my year. Nice, nice. Oh god, that wasn't bad actually. Oh god, Jack. That's a completely yes. random thing. Alex just uploaded the uh, Jeremy pictures from the Domino's leaflet. Oh, yep. Jeremy the <laughs> Learning Impaired Unicorn. Ah, brilliant. Okay. Well, uh, his name is so Jeremy. Yes. <laughs> and he's Learning Impaired and he's a unicorn. And that's it. But, uh, yeah, that's he, all you need to know. Count, he can count to three apples. How many apples, Jeremy? He could also, he could also ride a horse. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. Even that fucking horse. Seriously. The show. The show, please. The show. For the love of God, the show. <laughs> oh, God, we got a show. Right, this, yes. Yes, it's actually a requested topic, this one. Is it? And when I first heard Wait, it, I thought, re- how do requested we Requested by which one of us? No, 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 by none of us. Oh. Requested wait, wait. of us. What? what? One of these supposed, was it two listeners, Jack, is it? Well, I'm sure we had two listeners, but then, like, we've been away for... What, 700 <laughs> years? That's we can't, true. Well, don't make jokes used anymore. To we might actually only have two listeners. As of right now, we have none. That is Let's true. That's what happens when we put this out. <laughs> uh, but when we used to have listeners, both of them, one of them actually requested this as a topic, and I was very confused, because I thought, how do you fill a show with this? But in chatting with Mike and one of the Jacks Me. Uh, last night... Suddenly realised it's actually quite a broad area. There's a lot to talk about when you talk about video game controllers. Yeah. Ooh. That interface between man and machine. Ah, controllers. Ooh. 
I mean, and I, I, I thought it, it's interesting how simple that can be. What's the the simplest controller you've ever used? Um, I, I want to say my knob end, but. <laughs> I don't think that counts. That's just the go-to answer. Well, we have to get that out of the way earlier on, I suppose. Uh, I suppose, yes. We've we've got the joystick joke to make. Uh, I think my simplest controller was my knob um, on my Atari. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you put your knob on your Atari? <laughs> and what did you think that would accomplish? It's a, it's a certain specialist it, area there. It made... It, it made my bat move around on Pong, so it must have worked somehow. Yeah, just the one wheel. Yep. I I think it was that or one button to buzz in on a quiz. Yeah, mm. yeah. That's it, really. That's the simplest controller in the world. Well, you like just need switch. And then the input. most complex. Now, don't you? Oh, God. Now you don't even need a button. <laughs> now you can use your no. mind. You are the controller. You are the controller. As Kinect says. But that comes later. That does come much later. But yeah, to start with, you know, I I have a lot of history with the very primitive era of gaming. So the classic Atari. Because I'm old. (laughs) I I am an old man. Oh, wait, I'm the second oldest now. With an Atari. Hmm? You are. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Why, yeah? Because <laughs> that means Mike's going to outlive us all. I don't know, liver cirrhosis and all that. There, there is something to be said for that. Yeah, fair point. But yeah, I've used the Atari Twenty Six Hundred joystick with the one button. That was amazing. But um, was it? Was it really? <laughs> At the time, I'm but sure the- it was. Well, there was a certain tone of sarcasm to my voice, actually, and uh, even at the time, it was not great. <laughs> it did the job, I suppose. It, it You could waggle it, and things on screen would vaguely move in a way that somewhat... You could waggle it. ...the way you waggled your joystick. <laughs> oh, waggle. yeah. Oh, yeah. <sighs> but anyway... <clears throat> Um, I've, I've probably used just about any kind of controller you can talk about, including for big rollerballs. Conceivable use. Big rollerball for missile command. Oh, those were so fun, the trackballs. The big ones. Yep. Just playing in the ar- uh, which one was it in the arcade? What <coughs> racing game? And it was like, oh, go, 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 spin, spin, spin. <sighs> a racing game with a trackpad? A track yeah. Ball. I do not remember that. I don't. It w- How the fuck does that work? I, it was badly hard, <laughs> not easily. Let's put it that way. <laughs> but but once you got it, oh man, it was it's bizarre. He's watching these kids go. Oh, I can't do it, and you go watch and learn. <laughs> it's it was good training. If you can find one now, it's great training for Katamari. Nice. I can imagine. Oh, holy crap, that does sound beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) I remember trying to play Castlevania on a trackball on on the Mac Plus. Oh, God. Now, the thing is, that was not a trackball that was designed to play a video game, and that video game was not designed to be played with a trackball. It just so happened that computer had a trackball instead of a mouse. You might as well have been trying to play Halo with a Guitar Hero controller, right? 
Hey, it wasn't dissimilar, although you say that, but we have seen a man successfully play Castle Crashers with a set of rock band drums. Hey, hey, that I've, was awesome. I have played Final <laughs> Fantasy VII on a dance mat, so fuck you. Dance mats are probably one of the, the controllers I wanted to talk about, because those things are fairly epic. Playing Final Fantasy VIII were... on a dance mat, where you got to boost the, the summon by pressing the, the square button, so you know, it's... Is doing, <laughs> you're doing the, you know, you're speed, you're bashing away with your feet. Ah! Just running on the spot. Pretty much. <laughs> it, it, it is equally the strangest, one of the strangest things you'll ever see, one of the most funnest things you can ever do on a dance mat. But it's, it's interesting how many of the, the sort of weird peripherals, the bits of plastic and stuff that we buy at home, come from the arcades. Yeah. Definitely. Because the arcade cabinet is custom-built for the game, so that is where they can really play with controllers. So, I was, I was wondering if we have any favourite arcade cabinet controllers. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, I... I know standard arcade control setup, you know, with your joystick and your, and your buttons. But the ones I always used to love were the ones which were designed to be four or more players. Oh, that, there is something just wonderful you know, about that. I, the old TMNT cabinet. And yeah, like I mean, I, yes. I I always remember the Simpsons arcade for that. You know, mm. me and my friends. Most of the time it was fighting over, fighting over which character you're going to be. Do you know what? I honestly put my hand up and say, Marge. Because fuck yeah. Really? Be, yeah, <laughs> be, beating up people with a vacuum. Why the fuck not? <laughs> I, think, I think me and Mike are going to kind of be in the... Uh... In, in the sort of left in the dark here. Oh, God, you you guys are not from well, that. Yeah. Well, well, the thing is, I mean, you were, you, were sort of, you were sort of at the tail end of it, Jack. Yeah, but don't forget, I also... But I you also lived sp- in London. I also spent, like, you know, five or six years on the East Coast where time doesn't progress as fast. Yeah. <laughs> where we have seaside I mean, towns. In terms of arcade gaming, Why, the coast is a wonderful place to where, preserve the experience yeah, anyway. Where I, you know, I, li- I lived in a seaside ever, town with really arcade, arcade sort of like... are... My only sort of real memory of those sort of arcade games are like, you know, family butlins holidays and oh, the occasional God, trip yeah. down to the, um, to the bowling alley. Oh, yeah, the bowling alley. That had one. Yep. That the DDR cool. machine, a game of... Oh, what was it? Go, not Ghost Recon, Ghost Squad, Ghost Something Squad, like yeah, really... the team, the team, yeah. Work, yeah. yeah, I like. Well, the... there you go. There's two of your custom controller arcade cabinets right there: dance mat and uh, your gun. Controller. Oh, you like guns? guns. Yeah, the yeah. Time Crisis controller where you mm. had the you had the oh man, Time Crisis as well. No, 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 no. Time Crisis was pretty cool. House of the Dead. Oh, House of the Dead yeah. was my first my first ever experience with with uh, a an arcade cabinet. I always remember not a bad choice. But I always remember your story about Josh and the Silent Hill. Oh man, one of the, my fa- <laughs> one of my all time favorite um, arcade cabinet games. I've only ever got to play once was Silent Hill, the light gun shooter. Right. Now. With Resident Evil and games like that, you can maybe understand like turning that into a light gun, a railed light gun shooter, right? Yeah, yeah that makes zombie, a lot of sense. Zombie to apocalypse me. and all that, and all those monsters. But Silent Hill is a very, um, 
it, it's a tension-building, uh, creepy, atmospheric sort of game where most of the time you're wondering what's sort of around the next corner and all that, and, and it's all about building that tension up. So rapid-fire light gun gaming for Silent Hill was a really <laughs> odd way to go. Yeah, it's an odd choice, yeah. So yeah, they they really they really mess with your head by just sealing you inside this room with like all this black um these sort of black netting like ghillie suit sort of thing or yeah like a mesh around the the uh, the compartment so literally nothing is getting in or out sound or light wise and you're just in there with someone else and then you know air raid sirens going off as the whole fucking world Those around fucking you air raid sirens. And then suddenly Pyramid Head turns up, and I'm sitting there watching the screen going, well, fuck, and I put the gun away. <laughs> and Josh is there firing wildly at the screen, firing at Pyramid Head, and I'm like, dude, 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 it, no, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> it's Pyramid Head, we just, man. We just, we just wait and hope, and sure enough, no matter how much you shoot him, his health doesn't go down. Uh, he is one of those boss characters in those type of games where... You can't kill them, but if you shoot a certain area long enough, it will, you know, deflect them long enough for you to get away type boss. Or or in this mm. case, for the first time you see him in the arcade game, you lit- he's literally just there to scare the shit out of you. Yeah. And then he, <laughs> and then he wanders and, off. And run down your ammo a little, I imagine. Well, I mean, it's like, like most light gun games, it is an unlimited ammo sort of thing, but there's nothing like, you know, firing wildly at someone and then realising, you know, the next thing you see, a, a monster comes leering at you, trying to rip your head off. You pull that trigger and you hear the... Re- re- reload! Shoot outside of the screen. Oh. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't have, like... It didn't, it didn't have, like, the, the later Time Crisis bits where you had the extra, you know, weapons you can get. You can switch to... Oh, yeah. Switch to your machine gun, switch to your shotgun, switch to your grenade launch. It didn't have that. It was literally pistol. All you got to fight Pyramid Head with is this freaking pistol. So, yeah, you're pretty much like, you know what? I'm done. I'm out. So, <laughs> to be fair, even take that... Take my money. I don't to... care anymore. Compared to the console games, even that is quite excessive. I mean, to have a pistol up against Pyramid Head is is better than what you know James Sunderland's of Silent Hill Two. That's true. Yeah, that's true. A two by four with a fucking a two by four with a fucking nail in it is all he had to go up against the legions of hell with. Two by four and a flashlight. Take, yep. take over the fucking world. <laughs> virtual Cop was always my light. Oh, Virtual Cop! Oh, oh, I forget yeah, about that. Cop. I used to no, play Virtual Cop Two on my computer. That all was all it. The time. No, I had. I used to put at the holiday resort we used to go to, they had a virtual cop. But when I came home, my mum had bought me Time Crisis with the light gun for the PS1. Oh, the G Con! The G Con gun, yeah. Oh, Never get that. And then I learned second. Time Crisis, but I was the whole time going, Is it virtual cop? At which point she was going, <laughs> well, What the fuck? I just spent all this money. <laughs> That's a f- I also, of course, had Duck Hunt on the NES, the ah. original light gun game. Ah, oh, man. Fucking Duck Hunt. And I still have it. It's I still have my NES, and the one cartridge I have for it is my double-play Super Mario Brothers and Duck oh, Hunt. Oh, I had cartridge. that. I had that one. Awesome. It's the one that the console came with. Yeah, yeah. The only two, I, you, the only two I've got, got left are... Pack. If you got the, the only two I've got left is Super... The only two I've got left is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and WrestleMania. Fuck that game. <laughs> oh, this is easy, game. What? Oh, this is easy. This is not that hard, really. Oh, fuck you, damn. 
Fuck you and your electric oh, yeah. fucking yep. loose seaweed. Fuck you. <laughs> I've that so I've still a got quite a few games, games for my SNES. Sorry, if you couldn't tell there, you know, a little bit of rage just leaked out there. I plugged it back a in. Little, the, little bit. The, the, the Nintendo Entertainment System... Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game did have a difficulty curve not unlike stubbing your dick on a barbed wire fence (laughs) (laughs) but that's not you're running running naked through a field of posies and dandelions and butterflies and then suddenly bang right in the dick hole you don't see it coming and suddenly bang actually if it's in the dick hole then I mean that might not be as bad as if it was yeah but remember remember you're running remember you're running at full pelt yeah, but I'm through from the side, you'll tear. Think about, oh, think about yeah. this way. You're running for this field like the pyro does in the Meet the Pyro video. <laughs> you know, he's jumping along and suddenly, ah, right in the and then, sud- and then suddenly you're everyone else in that video. <laughs> what, on fire? Yeah. Okay. That's, fire that's how fucking hard that brimstone and... Wow, this is really off topic again. Sorry. No, it, it, is, it really... happens, don't worry. No, it's we not do, that often. I mean, the NES was my first controller I so, ever used, so... So, so yeah, um, my favourite was the, you know, the, the, more, the four or more multiplayer contr- setup mm. for an arcade. That was mine. It's, it's a pretty traditional setup as controllers go, yeah. but you just want more of them. Yeah, mm. it's a, more is better <laughs> in this case. More is better. I do have a soft spot for the light gun. And as much as we're talking about the light pistol, the one where you get the, the pistol in your hand, yeah. stand back a bit from the cabinet, yeah. uh, I do also have a weakness for... Uh, there was also a trend of, you know, guns mounted on oh, the traditional yeah, there was the cabinet. alien oh, one that had the alien full rifle. Yeah. 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 <gasps> alien 3 no. with the full-size M14A pulse. Oh, yeah, and it had the button on the side that fired the... Special it had the grenade it. launcher, oh, that was it amazing. had um, vibration in it, so it, it rattled and um, it even had kickback, you know, it would push back when you fired. So you had to actually uh, counter recoil, it was amazing. I only played it fa- once, but I loved that. My favourite um, mounted gun one had to be Silent Scope, though. I just oh, loved man, a sni- being a sniper, it was awesome. See, the I thing mean, is about a sniper game is you could make a really compelling sniping video game without a monitor. You just have the scope. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. yeah. These, these days, with you've got a high enough resolution that you could put the monitor in the scope and you don't even need the actual game. I think that would be amazing. Well, they had... Most of the, the, the silent scopes did have, the, say, did have the monitor in the scope, but it was obviously mm. the zoom sight. The, the idea being that you could... Yeah, the idea being that you can then look away from the scope and get a, bro- a broader view. Get the full picture. Yeah. The, the yeah, I suppose that does make sense. Funny but enough... Though the, with the... With the fixed with the fixed gun games, I don't know if people have seen these recently. This this weird trend in uh, two player fixed gun games, and they are crazy as shit. Like one of them is um, you and your partner in the back of a, a safari jeep. Oh, those those are for years. Yeah, I love that. And the weird thing is that at the end of every level, it gauges you know obviously your score and how well you did, and then it gauges your synchronicity and tells you. How good a couple you are. <laughs> <laughs> they are amazingly specifically designed for like uh, couples on their first couple of dates or whatever. 
That's amazing. I love it. It's a really cool idea. I quite like it. And, and they secret- are probably Rowan's, Rowan's favourite kind of game. How good of a couple are you going to be? Let's see how well we can kill things together. <laughs> well, that is an and important I- question. But, um, funny enough. I mean, based, based. Like, funny enough, the, the arcades in my, that said seaside town that I lived in did, still does have a silent scope machine. But it was one of these ones oh. that also had the other game mode where you could win money. I'm not familiar with this. Yeah, it, it's, 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 a com- it's not. Money sniping? Yeah, yeah, it's not an uncommon trend nowadays. Where, um, light gun, certain light gun games have to, will have the game mode and have a win your money type mode where, you know, it's like a shooting gallery. You shoot certain targets that give you certain money. But then you have to oh. end, to, to actually win your pot sort of thing, you have to do like one shot that, you know, severs a rope type thing or something along that mm. line. And, yeah, this was the silent scope machine. Ha- was one of those. It had the silent scope game, and it had silent scope win your fucking money game, oh, win your quid back. I'll have to have a look for those. I want to try one of these. I, yeah, I will have to go and use my shooting skills that I actually have to go and win that fucking game. <laughs> well, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I can shoot. But it's the, I was trained. I'm, I'm rated as marksman first class. Ah, oh, you bastard. You know. I'm only second. Ha <laughs> ha ah. But as it's, you know, as it is one of these things of, ah, oh, try and win your money, obviously they'll, they'll build into a program that it will miss. Even if you're perfectly on site, it will go, oh, you missed by this much of a hair's breath. Yeah. Sorry, probably. try again next time. The amount of times like, I've just gone, fuck you, machine. <laughs> give me my, give me my quid back. I accidentally. You know I shot it. I didn't even pick. I didn't even pick that mode. It was accidental. <laughs> you fucker. Give me my quid back. <sighs> so, so, so we're all a fan of guns. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. we love guns. Yes, um, and even as game controllers. I think my actually oh, yeah. my fa- my favorite arcade one were the the classic car racers that had the hot or the entire car setup. I was just about to move on oh, to cars. cars. Yeah. You are oh, a psychic. Before, before we do, before we move on to cars, there was just one beautiful moment of light gun gaming I need to share. Okay, okay. please do. At uh, Gatwick Airport, many, many years ago, when I on my first trip abroad to Spain, there was a there was a point blank. Um, oh, point cabinet. blank. Remember that one? Yeah. Part now, of the, the, the time crazy, crisis hilarious. The crazy hilarious thing about Point Blank is that the guns on the on the, the light guns on the cabinet had a, a sliding um, kind of pin thing that came back so that the gun realistically sort of clacked and made all the noises when you fired it. Oh, the recoil, it, yeah, it yeah. cocked back, yeah. So it was quite hilarious to see a, a kid holding the gun and aiming down the sights of oh. this pistol so it was right up to his eye and then firing it and the whole thing just came back and just bruised that kid up something terrible <laughs> see yeah. I did that with a real gun oh Mike <laughs> um, dumbass an L98 A5 the the single shot you're just saying letters and numbers you're making this up <laughs> 
they took they said and this is a low recoil weapon and I took them literally. <laughs> it, it is low recoil. Yes, it's no, now now I know recoil. what they mean by low recoil. It means it, <laughs> it will only give you several bruises instead of breaking your ribs. Is what they mean by low recoil. <laughs> Because this is a weapon I'm very familiar with. Yeah, and I yeah. rated as marksman. I first. snuggled rocket right up into it. <laughs> That's not smart. Yeah. <laughs> they said I was lucky not to have broken my eye. Yes. So all that happened. Ah, oh, uh, I was no. the kind of guy who was laughing at people like you. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> so racing, racing machines. Racing machines. These were always a big favorite of mine as a kid because shooting guns is one of those things that, in this country at least, you don't grow up thinking, oh, I look forward to when I can. No. Because Mm. you pretty much, despite the fact Mike and I both have and are trained to, you don't really get much of a chance in this country. No. But driving. Oh, driving games. Now there's an, an sort of ambition that you can live up to. So you'll want to get started in the arcades. Daytona. Daytona, <sighs> Virtua Racer. These are the games that taught me how to drive, which is why I drive like I do. Initial D. See, if I, I should have spent more time on the driving games, but I spent more time on the shooting games. So I can shoot, but I can't drive. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> this, this, this will be a test. Outrun. I played a lot of Outrun back go. in the day. Yeah. Dort's great. Again, same seaside town. We've got um uh, an Outrun 2. We got two Outrun 2 machines that are set up in the full Ferrari seats. Like like full on you get into a Ferrari car and nice. you race around the, the the Outrun 2 tracks. It's awesome. Why did I leave? Oh yeah, it's a shithole. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah, that was literally the only redeeming quality. <laughs> the, the only redeeming quality is that had you know some good arcade machines. Uh... We also had, now, it was the had... car ones were great, but did you ever play the Road Rash one with the full <gasps> bike? Yes. Oh god, yes. So you got to properly lean into it and everything. Yeah, you actually had yeah. to use all of your body weight to steer. It was amazing. The amount of times you used to shit yourself up thinking you're going to fall off that fucking bike. Which I'm assured by people who ride is a real sensation oh, you have yeah. to get over when you're actually riding. Yeah, been there, done that. <laughs> yeah, I've got off one, so I would know. Oswald Defenders on that. <laughs> we can ask it. We should take balls and just go, how real is it? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's realistic, but it has some parallels in that when you really lean into a corner, you feel like you're going to fall off. That's about as real as it gets. Yeah. Do you know what my yeah, I don't want to do, do, you know, do you know what a fun little arcade racer what they released was? What was that? The Mario Kart GP. Oh, man, yes. Yeah, they there was did. two of them. It was them. amazing. Two yeah. of them. It was partly it's the done only by... way I can. It's the only way I can lose at that game is to play the arcade version. Yeah, because it was, it was you know it was Mario Kart, so it was Nintendo, but it was also because it was the arcade machine. It was made by Namco as well, so you had playable characters of Pac Man, Mrs. Pac Man, uh, and Blinky as playable oh. characters, as racers. And I think in the second one they added in a bunch of like random Japanese characters as well. And it's like, oh god, this. 
power-ups and everything was in it still. Still could power-slide. But some of the power-ups are like, would make your seat, make your wheels square, so your seat would be jumping about and vibrating. They'd be like, ah, so much fun. But I'll tell you, there was one sort of sit-in-the-cockpit kind of game that will... Actually, no, there are two. I think I know where this is going. That will live in infamy for me as the most incredible controller experience of all time. Because one was actually, years ago, they stopped making it because it was actually outright, plain and simple, dangerous. <laughs> Good. And it Which was is always amazing. Great. It was Afterburner. <gasps> oh, <laughs> Afterburner. Oh, God, nostalgia. Now, for people who aren't familiar with this, yeah. <laughs> this cabinet was a full range of motion cabinet. Yeah. If you've seen Event Horizon with the rings spinning around each other, all of them giving you, you know, one spins vertically, one spins horizontally, so you can come to any angle. Gyros, That's man. what this was. It was a gyroscope game. Ah, oh, that game. So, that game you were in a jet fighter, and if you decided to do a roll, you did a roll. I got so many headaches from that game. I made myself so ill. It was amazing. <laughs> so much but then fun. you came out of it just going, totally worth it. <laughs> Hell yes. Uh, I think there were a few kids who forgot to strap themselves in properly, and that's why they don't make it anymore. Yeah, but it yeah. was they a just stupid kids. There was a couple of laws. Don't stop making there. this game. There should have been a massive movement there. Don't stop making Afterburners. Stop making stupid kits. But the other cabinet one, the one that came to mind as I was saying that, I'm going to save because I think it is the ultimate video game. The ultimate controller experience. I think I know what you mean. Is it it the one that we've got two of in this house? No, actually, it's a step above that, but it's. Oh, a step above that? Yep. I don't want to be on that step. Do you want another arcade machine that I uh, I grown to love over the years? Because not only is it a fun game, it gives you such a fucking workout as well. And that's the Fist of the North Star arcade game. Fist of the North Star, yes! That's the one you actually punch. That's the one where you've got a set of, uh, was it, six panels that pop out at, yeah, around, at random points. Yep. You have to punch them. Three on either side, yep. high, mid, and low. And you have to punch them in the light, when they light up, sort of thing. I mean, it, they give you these, you know, gloves to use, but, you know, for, for anyone listening, safety first, use the gloves. Now that's done, just use your palms. No just one go, used the gloves, just, did just they? Just tai chi, it's what I used to do, just go, just push them soft and gentle, but it was like. Ah. The other thing is, you, you had the people that were occasionally, like, you know, doing the very well timed punch, punch, punch thing. Yeah. And then you had, like, people like Selwyn just going. It was, it, was, it, was, it was literally give you bits like, you know, you power, you've, you've built up your special attack bar, and then you'll use your special attack to finish the guy off, and it'd be like, right, hit the thing 200 times. What? Yeah. All, like, the, all the panels, but all of them would flip out at you. Like constantly you flipping have, out they, they, yeah. they, they would bounce back once you've hit them, but you, and you didn't have to hit them in any specific order. You just had to hit 200 panels or whatever in a certain time. And it, the easiest way to do it was to be like, was not to punch them, was to literally just, just push them. As you push the top four 
and then I press, press the bottom four, bottom two, and just keep repeating it like that. And he'd be like, <laughs> and he'd you'd get through it. But there, then you got Alex, our friend Alex Elwin, who would literally be like all Kinshiro, be like all fisting the upstarts, and he would be literally his fists would be flying. He'd be sweating like a bitch afterwards, but oh god, he looked <laughs> fabulous while doing it. It was like <gasps> amazing. He looked fabulous. <laughs> fabulous. So, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> out of interest, am I the only one here because of just I it was a short lived craze and I don't know if it would have actually caught you guys mm-hmm. to have actually tried the the virtual reality headsets back in the day. Yep. No, I went uh, to Sega World I, I, I missed not. I missed them. I went to Sega World when I was still at Trocadero and I had to go to the virtual reality headsets there. So Now did did you agree with me? That it was cool, but not worth the neck pain. It was horrendous. I was, <laughs> let's put it this way. When Sega World at Trocadero was when Episode 1 was brand new at the cinema. First time round. Mm. Star Wars Episode 1. So, you know, that's how, that's how old I was for that. And that's what was there. And I was like, my God, this thing. Ah, uh, my head, my neck. It hurts so much. Why did we go on this, Dad? I don't know. It was a Why little bit of like Xbox. I don't know. <laughs> what is wrong with my dad? Ooh. An- another sort of cool sort of cabinet game that I've only ever seen once in its uh, um, Alton Towers is um, like almost like a light gun game, but you have a, um, a plastic katana. Oh, that oh, one! I've seen this! So, uh, suddenly everything's gone really, really weird and muffled. Are you guys there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. It is. Everyone, everyone sounds like they're underwater. Skype may have had an issue with Jack and I being simultaneously delighted because ah. we've we've seen this game. Oh, you're back to normal now. Cool. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, bas- it got a muffled for me as well. How strange. Uh, basically, yeah, you had to be to um, you could use it to deflect things. And it would recognize what it was because it had like two infrared bars at the side. Mm. So as you put the sword through in between those bars, it would see where it was, the, the, the lasers were being cancelled out to recognise where your sword is. Probably quite a similar system as well if it was using infrared to the Wiimote. Yeah, pretty much. And it was it was a oh, really, speaking... really fun game. I wish I could see it in more uh, more sort of bowling alleys. Because, I mean, we don't really have gaming arcades that much these days. So. Not yeah. anymore. Yeah. Speaking of strange arcade machines... Um, Back again in the Trocadero, they had this one which was basically you had to stay in within the, the area, like within the, the, the framing of the arcade machine. Because all those you played police officers, and you were basically going uh, up a you know multi-story uh, building in the lift in the elevator, and the, 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 you couldn't see anything until the actual doors in the arcade cabinet opened. And you had to oh. literally, like, you know, you had to lean for cover and stuff. Hmm. I haven't heard what it's called, but it it was really, you know, it was one of these ones straight out of Japan. Give this go, give this a go, and I was like, okay. It was really, it was it was interesting well, because was it was weird. like, you know, keep you had to keep in the confines of the machine to do so. That does sound really weird. And they also had, um, it was only there for a short while. And it was a demo machine, sort of thing, like testing the waters. But it was basically 
um, think, you know, elite beat agents, you know, a r- music rhythm game where you had to hit the keypads in the right order with the lights go up sort of thing. And, oh boy, I love that. That was so cool. But it was only there for about a <laughs> month. I think Colin ended up having one for a while where he was. That wouldn't surprise me. No, that is, that is a man who's made out of... He, he is the DDR machine that walks like a man. He is. DDR, look, couldn't you okay. <laughs> a little plug there. Yeah. Well, he, he does run it. It's It's... I mean, if I remember correctly, the man used to just—he used to make his money by winning DDR contests, getting yeah, the, the, he'd the, win, he'd, the dance, the, getting the dance platforms as prizes, and then selling them. Yeah, he would literally go to the competitions, win the machine, and sell them on because he already had his own custom-made, custom-built machine. His own custom-made one. Not a bad way to make a no. living. Yeah, and that, and now he actually, for me, chronically unfit and. <laughs> Lacking in rhythm, a terrible way to make a living, but for him, a very good way to make <laughs> a living. You know, now he trawls the conventions with him, doesn't he? He's got, he, he runs all the game rooms type thing. But I mean, with with the whole DDR thing, I'm sure pretty much. I mean, we've all seen or played DDR, and I'm sure everyone who's uh, who's listening has seen or played DDR. Yep, I think that's a fair bet. Mm-hmm. But how many of you? I mean, I know I know Jack will be, but how many of you guys have played Para Para? Oh god, para para! I've not. No. It was. Like, an- it is. It is the single greatest thing ever. Because if you ever look at someone sort of, if you ever started playing DDR and going, "Oh god, I must look like an idiot," <laughs> it is nothing. It is nothing compared to the wonder that is para para. Mm. It is DDR. Us. It is DDR, but for your hands. Okay. You you stand on a dance mat with six infrared bars around you. Okay. So set up on the floor and set up on the ceiling. So they recognize when you pass your hand through them. So the mu- okay. this crazy blast of Eurobeat music plays and you have to vogue the shit out of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like... And, it's- and you, you know what? I, 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 I explain it as being really, really silly and feeling like a crap when playing it. I think it is largely bitterness because... I rock at those games, and I really, I really, really wish I didn't. <laughs> now, is this, by the way, is that four limb movement? Are you doing the dance mat at the same? No, time? no, no. no, no, no just... I mean, I'm sure there is probably a combination, some sort of unholy crossbreed between the two somewhere out there. What What it's designed to do but is that. Uh, you're meant to recreate the dance moves that are being shown on the screen in front of you. So when the character yeah. curls their arm to their head, you're meant to recreate that. But pass through the beam at the same time. But if you're like me, you just go left, forward, right. Yeah, you, you, you can <laughs> because it will say like you know have your hand to the left and then move to the front. So you can do as Irish does and just put your hand to the left and then point right. That's uh, so point mm. to the front. Or you can do as I do, which is shove your hand out to the left, put your other hand on the back of your head, shake your hips whilst <laughs> waving your hand forward like a like you're sort of summoning a tidal wave or something. <laughs> Sorry, and all I got shimmy down to the ground. All I got in my head right then was it's just a step to the left. I made sure to learn all the sort of little dance bits because there are points where you know there is nothing. You know, like even in DDR, where there are points where there's no steps coming up on the screen. It's just like a rest point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And in Power of Power, there are these little rush points. But you'll see the people on screen doing weird little hand jive shit. <laughs> so I'm just standing there in the middle of this machine doing that as that's going on. It's like, it's not earning many points, but I feel like a boss. As, as much as I suck at DDR, as much as I suck at DDR is how much I rock at those games. <laughs> and it's a skill I wish I didn't have. with Irish's kind of um, lazy, fulfill the criteria on dancing games at home anymore because no. I have a Kinect uh, which has led to a revolution in dance gaming a revolution of making people look like proper tits I, I love <laughs> but in I the do love, of their own home I do love that with the, any of those type of you know, ones for the Xbox stuff is that you can actually see yourself from the top left hand corner Yep, that doesn't help. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant to watch. If you watch someone doing like a, a you know, a, uh, they think they've done a yeah, like a, a gameplay video on YouTube, they think, oh, I've got away with it. You know, they didn't have to see me. He's like, nah, man, I can still see you in the top left hand corner. I can still see what you're doing. It's hilarious. Yep. And the thing is, there's there's sort of the serious dance games, and these are full of moves that have been made simple enough that you can follow along at home and that the Kinect can track you, but designed by, you know, proper choreographers. And these are moves that look great if you're on the set of a video actually dressed in, as a dancer and with the body of a dancer. Mm. But if you are Joe Bloggs at home in your underwear in front of a Kinect doing it in your living room... <laughs> You couldn't look more of an arse. Nah. <laughs> unless you were playing the Star Wars <laughs> I knew that was coming. Oh, <laughs> Which is exactly it was just a matter of time. Thing, except that the Star Wars songs are all cover versions of songs with Star Wars twists. I'm solo. I'm hand solo. <laughs> Instead of being a genie in a bottle, you might, for example, be a princess in a battle, baby. Uh, um, God, I hate everything that you guys are. Rather and all the dance moves are named after Star Warsy things, like yeah. there is the Hugger Wookie, the Millennium Falcon, warp reactor, and stuff like that. It's truly awful. Like everything the Connect has created. Hey, let's join the Empire today. <laughs> no. Um, Going back to the DDR machines in the arcades, have any of you ever seen the hip-hop versions? There's... what? No. The yeah, version of that it, shit? yeah. Well, think of it. You know the DDR machines, they are, you know, up, down, left, and right. Yes. Right. These machines are diagonals and a center button. Okay. And the idea is, is you know, still the same DDR, but you're literally essentially breakdancing on this dance mat. And it actually, you know, most of the ones, you can set it to be the one dance mat, the one set of controls. Or you can set it, even on single player, to be both sets of mats. So I've stood there and watched these guys, you know, gliding across and back across this machine, going, my god, how long have you wasted playing this game? <laughs> not, not even wasted going... Or, not, not mean, go, wasted or... Wasted or spent... Very, very, very useful time on. No, wasted, because it's not the case of... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm coming with that. It's not, it's not even, it's not even, you know... Oh, you know, you've obviously... Because this is not one you can get at home. This is an arcade machine one. You know, you can only play this in the arcade. And I'm going, my God, you guys, you know, 
I've watched guys DDR, you know, I know guys that have done competitions, and they, you know, they're great and stuff. But these guys have just spent countless, probably hundreds of pounds jamming them into this machine just so they could, you know, break dance, but not on a break dance mat. Just so they can have, he's like, can you hear that? Listen, listen to that electronic crowd roar. Can you hear it? <laughs> they love you, man. Hooray, hooray. You, know, you are so bomb. To take, to take, if there are competitions just as there are for DDR, yeah, may, then they might maybe, get a crowd. Maybe. But, you know, it's like just taking that thing from the South Park ep- Guitar Hero episode. Listen to that electronic crowd. They love you. Go on, go on, man. It's like, ah. Oh. You know. Speaking of Guitar Hero, who here owns plastic instruments that they plug into a computing device? <laughs> Yo, I so used to. goddamn many. Guilty. You know, guitars, drum kits, mics. Yeah. Keyboard. Yeah, I don't have a keyboard. I do. do you have, it's so much fun. Do you have the keyboard or the guitar? Or both? Uh, well, the guitar. Oh. <laughs> I also have a MIDI keyboard. But... <laughs> also, another question. I don't, but where the hell do you go about getting them now? Because now the game shops have closed and they don't stock them. <laughs> online. I'm sure it. you can get one online. No, Fuck yeah, that's a good no, point. I mean, since, since, since we've gone off the air and come back again, game stores in the country have basically exploded. Oh, that's true, yeah. And fallen yes. down a very deep hole. I was already shopping online, though, so it hasn't yeah. actually changed my life in any way. I came to it changed mine. I was fucking working for one of them. <laughs> I came to look yeah, for rock It band. did change your life. And you can't get it. Unless you want to spend the 200 plus quid on the Beatles special edition one. Which you don't. Which I don't. I just want a ba- I just want like two guitars so that me and Jack can play and maybe a microphone. You can't get that. It's in the ether. It's really sad. I want it. In, I like you know the Guitar Hero rock band stuff. I just don't. I don't. I didn't see the point of them releasing the you know the the the, the editions that had real strings. You know. Well, you realize oh, the pro, that was the a guitar. Pro I know it was. I know it's just a guitar, but it's, just, it's like, but why? Because it's a guitar. No, it's, like, why, it's a MIDI guitar. Why? Why, why don't you go out and buy a real guitar? And it's just a. Well, you are buying a real guitar. It's just a rock band branded one. Uh, but like, more so much money for something. Just, no. <laughs> Actually, for a MIDI guitar, because that's what you have to remember. It is a MIDI guitar. Uh, which, for people who don't know about computerized music, MIDI is like the standard interface that instruments use to plug into your computer. So you plug in a keyboard by MIDI, and when you press a key on the keyboard, it can send that signal through to the computer. But vice versa, the computer can also transmit via MIDI to your keyboard and replay things through it. It's just a standard control interface for instruments. Okay. Now, MIDI guitars have frequency sensors in them that work out what note is being played on the strings and transmit that data digitally through to computers. So they're actually a fairly complex bit of kit. Now, the way Rockman did the real guitars and the keyboard controls was to use MIDI. You, have a, a, so you can get a MIDI to Xbox converter and plug in any MIDI instrument and use it to control rock band. The whole point was the pro guitar and pro keyboard lines are actually note for note the real song, if you get it up to full, compli- uh, full expert level. 
So you're really playing instruments. The criticism that's always been leveled against Rock Band is solved. So they released their own MIDI guitar, because they're not cheap things to get hold of. And you didn't need the best quality one, you just needed one that worked. Hmm. It's actually a bargain in terms of MIDI guitars. Okay, point, point conceded. Uh, you know, uh, okay. But I'm just going to stick to my little plastic wave and wail around on it. Oh yeah, if you just want to play and have fun, that's much better. That's a much better way to do it. <laughs> Hit do you, those do you prefer the rock band or the guitar hero? Guitar, oh. just a standard one. Mm, rock band. Yeah, rock band. See, I kind of like the guitar hero ones because that's what I started with. Well, the only Guitar Hero one I have is the Explorer. Mm. And I never liked Explorer as a guitar body shape anyway. Fair enough. Um, so the sort of Fender Strat-looking rock band guitar mm. I always much preferred. But didn't Guitar Hero do a, a Les Paul version at one point? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. first the first Guitar Hero, the one on the PlayStation 2. See, I would have much preferred that. I had yeah. that one. There was the one I had with three, which was wireless, which constantly broke. <laughs> I literally, I, I went through five guitars, all of them just re- constantly replacing because they kept breaking. Uh, nice. At which point yeah. we went, well, this game's now stupid. <clears throat> <laughs> it was fairly stupid to begin with, if we're honest. Oh yeah, but you still How want to play it. I still want you. to play it, but I can't. <laughs> oh yeah, I still want to play it. I just, I'm aware that what I am playing is silly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm aware that I am being... You will, not, you will not besmirch the holy church of Guitar Hero. Although, speaking of playing silly things, the Power Glove was a thing. Ah, was oh my glove. god, the Power Glove. Do not I besmirch the, the, now, the magnificence machine. I can't even keep this going. It was <laughs> awful. It was an awful thing. I love the, the power, glove. power Glove. It's so was, bad. It was a glove. <laughs> it's so bad. It, it was a glove. It was a glove with a Nintendo with a NES controller attached to it. Yep. That's all it was. Basically, it had a NES controller glued to where your wrist would be. So instead of holding your controller in two hands, it was glued to your arm and you had to do what would normally be a two-handed job with one hand. It <sighs> offered you all the ease of playing a Nintendo game with all the comfort of shoving your fist into a bucket of shrimp. However... You also had the flex sensors. <laughs> yeah. This this is my face. Oh yeah, Mike wouldn't know yeah. about this thing. You know, he he is what 12, 13 now. <laughs> oh my god, the NES predates Mike. Yeah. I don't know. I've <laughs> I've I've got I've got a NES but my mum bought it before. But I'm it's cool. older than you are. This this particular peripheral is something. Is this new to you, Mike? Have you not heard of this one before? No, I've not heard of this. You are talking about something I have never heard of. Oh wow! Okay, in that case, I will explain fully. Quick, get a picture for Mike. The Nintendo Power Glove was a I'll large rubber glove <laughs> that you wore <laughs> that had ultrasonic um, transmitters in it. Right. It was making little blasts of sound you theoretically couldn't hear. Well, you can't hear it. And you put little sensors around your TV. Now, this is actually exactly the same technique used by the Wiimote Now, which has two little IR um, infrared LEDs in its sensor bar, and it uses that to triangulate the position of 
the, um, the Wiimote. This was doing exactly the same thing, but with ultrasonic sound. So it knew where your hand was. Uh, you could also, because uh, you could rotate and pitch your hand, and it would know, you know if you were rotating your hand. Wow. And you could clench your fist. Now, actually, the technique of how it dis- discerned that you were flexing your fingers was genuinely quite clever. It used fiber optics that when they flexed, they were no longer straight, and therefore they didn't transmit quite as much light so that they could tell by the amount of light getting through how flexed your fingers were. That's true. It's, it's pretty neat. But basically what you ended up with was a large heavy glove on your hand that the computer could roughly track in 3D space. Something that was supported by all of two games. <laughs> yeah. And a controller that was practically unusable on your hand. That, I'm looking at a picture of it now, and that looks amazing. I do love... Are you looking at the picture of Lucas at the bottom? Yeah. <laughs> I, In The Wizard. The Wizard, the, you know, the, the feature-length advert for the Power Glove. It was a feature-length advert for the Power Glove. It was a film made by Nintendo that was about a kid with a Power Glove. Who, who, what was it? Beat, beat, um, Super Mario Brothers, wasn't it? The, that, the tournament? Uh, and, and, like, did magic with it. I love the Power Glove. It's so bad. The Power Glove was such a horrific idea. Oh, oh, and, you know, I'm, I'm just reading the uses of it. In the sixth Nightmare <laughs> on Elm Street film, Freddy's Death. Is that Corey Feldman? Freddy Krueger is seen controlling and trying to kill Spencer with a video game similar to the NES. The controller is then unplugged, and Freddy uses his version of the Power Glove as a replacement to kill the kid. (laughs) Yeah. Why do I not have one of these? (laughs) (laughs) Because there was only 100,000, because it was a flop. (laughs) That's why. That looks amazing. Uh, It was kind of... Amazing. Anyone who listens to Tech It or Leave It, another podcast I do on the Simply Syndicated Network, will know we have a section entitled Stupid Things Nintendo Have Done This Week. (laughs) Awesome, (laughs) I didn't know that. The Power Glove proves that this has been a topic of (laughs) interest for a very long time. Since, let's have a look, see, 1989. 1989. Uh, Jesus titty fucking Christ. That predates me. What? His late, one of its latest things, its latest references was the regular show. Oh my god. That's ridiculous. The seventh worst video game controller of all time. Wait, there's a list? Oh, there's a list we need By IGN, for this apparently. episode. We should really have this list oh, well, up. I didn't know why we even thought of this. If it's IGN, that doesn't matter. Yeah. Because their lists are not great. Their lists are stupid. But so. still, let's have a look at what their worst video controllers are. If the Virtual Boy is not on there, I'll be deeply disappointed. <laughs> uh, number, t- number 10 is the 5200 controller. Yep, which is a joystick and a number pad. Wow. Uh, number 9 is the, tur- the, worst. the Turbo Touch 360. 
Oh, okay. the idea of that was, uh, I, I don't remember it, but I'm, I'm looking at it, and the idea was it didn't have a D-pad. It had a touch-sensitive screen. A touch-sensitive surface in the shape of a D-pad. Ah, oh, guys. The, <laughs> the, oh my god, the U-Force, that looked incredible, but I think it might be a marital aid. <laughs> I think we need to do Infrared a picture. Infrared beams have... shot out of this unit's surface and tried to interpret your hand motions as controller movements. But did it work? Well, do you know anyone who owned it? There you go. <laughs> I think we need to post pictures of each of these on the uh, the show notes. So then we've got the power glove, the TI-99 joystick. It's, Te- that's Texas pretty much what I was 39. talking about. That's the Atari ST... Uh, uh, 2600 joystick I was talking about earlier is just a slightly refined version of that. The Philips, oh, the CDI. Philips CDI game controller. Uh, yes, it's a remote control. It's, a it's remote. just a TV remote. Yeah. Uh, much like the Intellivision disc. Which is which just an iPod. Disc. Oh my god, I've just had a horrible flashback. The Sega Activator? Yes. Oh, that looks amazing. It's uh, an octagonal-shaped bit of plastic that you drop down in front of you. Uh, well, around you, really. You and you stand in the middle. middle. Of it. That... And it has infrared beams, much like the Parapara. Yeah, that sets. is basically a Parapara control right there. Uh, and you thrust your arms and legs through it to kick, punch, you know, so on. It's all in your mind. No. It is all in the mind. <laughs> and the Sega Activator is... Oh, I've actually used one. Ah, set times. Hey, hey, now, no, I, I number two, I agree. Yeah, number, I, two. number two was a fucking awesome controller. It is my favorite. Con- it is one of my favorite. Uh, you know, it was the best controller of its time. The, the Xbox controller, the original, the original, Xbox original. Controller. I will, I will say, aka, I will say, aka Thunder I, Chunky. I, I love, you know, the, X, the original Xbox controller, for that. but I do blame it for my arthritis. I'm getting in my thumbs. Hold on, I think I've got one under my computer. I'm pretty sure. They were large, I'll give you that. However, oh, I no, mean, they also weighed a second, ton. Second edition original the Xbox slim. controllers. Yeah, the slim ones. I will, I will, I will do a little bit oh, of a shout-out. That shout one out. looks so good, though. I will do a bit of a shout-out for this. For, uh, for Alex Reed in this case... He was one of the, the lucky guys who, you know, bought the original Xbox on the day of release at the full price and everything. And he loved that machine to bits. But when they cut that price, he lost it. It was amazing. <laughs> but then he got but then he got a load of free he got, you know, the equivalent money back and stuff. So he got a couple of games, you know, he got uh, the DVD controller and all that sort of stuff, but those original controllers. Oh God, my! F- I mean, I got double joint thumbs as, as it is, but even these things would break <laughs> my thumbs. I, I have told you before, haven't I, about my little brother finding the ultimate way to play using the uh, the original Xbox controller, right? Yep. Where he would just place it on the ground and use it like almost like as well a controller. We'll be talking about it in a little bit. But yeah, he would just sort of place it on the ground and then move his hands around the controller. Nice. Rather than sort of holding it in his hands and using his fingers. 
Makes sense. Which is how you might want to operate the worst controller of all time, according to IGN. The Jaguar. The Jaguar, Jaguar controller. Oh God, the Jaguar. I, I, do also love, I do also love the honourable mention, it's worth pointing out. <laughs> the, the, the <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Okay, we are going to link to this in the show notes. Uh, yeah. uh, the Jaguar controller, with its three buttons... Wait, that's uh, not three buttons. That's like well, it, no, it has three <laughs> buttons and the, the, the classic. I count, se- pad. I count seventeen in a D pad. <laughs> <laughs> but in terms of, you've played Street Fighter. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wait. How yeah. many buttons do you need to adequately play Street Fighter? Um, six. Two plus a D pad. D pad and or or indeed Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Mortal Kombat, you really only need three. Well, I don't know. I would have said at least four. Okay. For Street Fighter, you need six plus yeah. start to pause the game so you can go And those were the biggest games in the world at the time. Uh, and Atari decided right. three buttons was probably enough. Yeah. Oh, it used a VGA port? Yes, for the controller. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. Oh, no, away. Not, not, not for the screen, but for, for the controller. controller. Yeah. Plugs. Oh it's my stupid. dear lord. Get it off my screen, the, I don't the want The Atari it. Jaguar was amazing. It, it was a 64-bit console. To give it its due, that was pretty cool. There we go, I've given it its due. Yeah. That, <laughs> that is now as much as it's going to get. Oh boy. They did later, however, I will... I will confess, they did release a six-button version of the Jaguar controller when they realised that the, the very games they were trying to push as the best games on the platform were unplayable with their controller. <laughs> oh, nice. They also released uh, the true mark of uh, a wonderful console, uh, a CD add-on. Yay! Because those are always great. Oh, God. As a... What, what type of... Mega Drive did Colin have at Ami this year? It was one of these ones which was, you know, like a like an old style little CD Walkman, which had a Mega Drive cartridge slot in the back. Nice. It was like small. It was it was it was probably no bigger than you know, um, then like the like a. DS, you know, or DS, DSi XL sort of thing. It wasn't very big at all, but it had Mega CD CD in the front and then a Mega Drive slot in the back. Unfortunately, it had Zero Wing in it, so, you know, <laughs> all your base, base. It was awesome. Oh, that game. How can you play a game like that with no lives? It don't make any sense. That's a very good question. You start the game. How many lives do you have? One. What? Well, that's, you know, it's realistic. It's realistic, I'll give you that, but... It's how many lives I have. <laughs> to my knowledge. Not me, as a Buddhist, least. however, I'm, I'm, uh, as a Buddhist, I find that Mario is more my speed. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think the Buddhists would agree with getting a new life for every hundred coins you collect. Oh, really? yeah. Uh, I'll think of something. <laughs> well, how many times have we had to defenestrate you, Jack, and you're still here? That's true. We've still got plenty of time for the end of this episode before I need to get chucked out a window. Uh, I was rereading some old comics the other day and I encountered my favourite defenestration in comics. 
Go on. What? Which one? Bane. Bane. When he um, See? is. It's during the um, Battle for the Cal era when Batman was missing. Oh, right. this, oh man, please don't break my spine. Yes, in the in honor of the man that once you know protected this city, I will honor your wish. And then throws him out of an eight-story window <laughs> instead uh... of breaking his spine. I don't know. <laughs> Which probably broke his spine. <laughs> I don't know. Spine. The, you know, Prince Charming from Cinderella Three. Oh my God! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you are not allowed it, to leave it, this it, castle. It was, it was, no, no, it, it was a surprisingly epic moment from a fucking Disney sequel of all things. There was just he's, him marching down the stairs and his father standing in front of him and saying, you know, you are whatever Forbidden it is. Forbidden for leaving. Out of the family if you take another step down these stairs. And there's this very long pause of just him going, okay, and then leaping out of the sideways window. <laughs> Landing on his horse and riding off. Is leaping out of the window yourself technically defenestration? It, it's self-defenestration. See, it was something that made him do it, so... Mm. Hmm. He was entirely his choice. Defenestration is defined as throwing someone out of a window. Ah, oh, right. Well. I mean, jumping out of the window yourself is just called being a tit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is the word we're looking for? <laughs> <laughs> self self defenestration, aka jumping out of a window. Self defenestration, nice. auto defenestration, is the act of jumping, propelling oneself, or causing oneself to fall out of a window. Amazing! <sighs> Brilliant! Oh, that's that's wonderful. Um, moving on. Yeah, this did you know? None of, this is not controllers. Well, no, but did you know that in the United States, self-defenestration is among the least common methods of committing suicide? <laughs> really? Yeah, it's less than 2%. However, in Hong Kong, it is the most common, counting for 52.1% of all reported Holy suicide cases. Holy shit, guys! Wow. Hong Kong, there's better ways to do it. I mean, don't do it. But if you're going to, there are better ways. My God. But to be fair, it makes, in, in Hong Kong, it's mostly tall buildings, so... Well, the Centre for Suicide Research and Prevention in the University of Hong Kong believes that it may be due to the abundance of easily accessible high-rise buildings. <laughs> Might just, just because high-rise buildings are easily accessible does not make them the best way to go. Oh, my God. There are other things also easily available that are better than that. Yeah, but what's Especially in Hong Kong. Beachy head. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I, got easy access, I got easy access to knives. Doesn't mean I'm going to use them, is it? Oh, oh this is not controllers. All those people it's that not. go go specifically to Beachy Head to do that. But why? Just find something tall nearby. Or don't do it at all. Mike, if you're going to go to stop, if you're going to advo- travel, Mike, stop advocating suicide. You've got no romance in your soul, no. Mike. No, I don't. <laughs> oh God. This is right. Anyway. Where were we? Where were we? Uh, Back to those who want to live and control their video games in preposterous and interesting manners. So we went from uh, original controller you've ever first played with to arcade cabinets and their various styles. Then a segue through to music preferences. Yep. And then we went on to the Power Glove, right? Yeah. Right. And other terrible. And other terrible. (laughs) So how about we do our favourites next? 
okay. as an idea. Right. I know me and Mike are going to have the same answer for this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can guess that one. There's a, there's, there's a reason we have two of them in the house. <laughs> and to be honest, I want to go after you guys and close the show with it. Yeah, that's So also- before we do that, let's just make honourable shout-outs to the trusty gamepad and mouse and keyboard. Oh, which- yes, of course, of course. Oh, Jesus Christ, yeah. of course, yeah. I mean, they are the classics on which almost everyone will play almost everything mm. these days. I mean, you know, there are plenty of pictures online that show the, you know, the evolution of a ge- of the gamepad for the various companies that have made them, and they are they can be either increasingly the same design, such as you know the Xbox. It's you know it's granted it's got smaller and more condensed something, but it has remained pretty much the same shape. And a lot of the third-party ones have sort of come into mm. line with that general shape. Man, that's how you can tell if your friends hate you or not, if they give you the third-party controller. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it was always just the tradition of my childhood was you could only afford the, the third-party. You had the one good one that came with the console. And then a few you couldn't afford party. a first-party second controller. You should always so try and get... Always... You should always... If you're going to get third-party, you should always go and try and get two. One with turbo and one without. Never give your friends the turbo one. <laughs> use the turbo for Don't RPG. Don't think about using auto fire. Use, <laughs> use the turbo for, you know, bullet hell games and RPGs when you want to grind. Just yeah. to leave it to do its thing for, like, you know, while you sleep. That's what that's for. Yeah, I, I like this idea of going over our sort of our favourites of things, because I've actually got quite a few now that I think about it. That's like cool. so many honourable mentions that it's crazy. But um, I also want to do a shout out to a, it's a recent trend, but they're, they're controllers that are based on being a keyboard, but they're not a keyboard. Right. Right. And the idea is, I've, I've got one right here. I use it to play Star Wars: The Old Republic. Oh, okay. Because I am an enormous <laughs> geek. What it is is an incredibly comfortable wrist, uh, well, hand rest. Now, under my thumb is a D-pad. Oh, these hat ones! On it to make it a joystick. With a thumb button just above it that I can reach very easily, and a thumb button just below it I can sort of mash my thumb down on. And then under my fingers is an array of 14 buttons laid out in a roughly keyboard-like way. They're sort of keyboard-sized and in three rows. And there's a, a mouse wheel that I can reach quite easily as well between the two. Mm. Now, what this gives me is access to full degrees of movement through the D-pad. Mm. A sort of... Um, the way I use the keys themselves are two blocks of four, and the three buttons under my little finger are shift, control, and space, allowing me to jump or modify what I do with the other eight buttons giving me, without moving my hand at all, the ability to move around and instantaneously hit any of 24 abilities. Which is really quite handy. That does sound yeah. handy. Uh, so in PvP, <coughs> in an MMO... Oh god, having you are king! That, kind of, that quick-fire access to every single one of my <coughs> abilities yeah. is just punishing. It's like, ah, oh, you want to do this to me? Well, fuck you. Yep. Fuck you, and man. mine is the 
the the Razor Nostromo, it is called. I, I bought it largely because it was named the Nostromo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> although Logitech make one as well, I understand, called the G14, I think it is. But if you play those sort of games, I really recommend it. I can't play without the damn thing now. Are these the type of control, like the controllers and mouses that you see, that I've seen pictures of that people go on, that the two were taken and put a caption of, and this isn't even my final form. <laughs> I don't know because I've not seen those pictures, but quite possibly. You know, it's, it's got all the flaps on it. It's like, it's like, oh wow. no, no, it's not quite that bad. It's just, it's, it's... <laughs> it just, I keep finding them and going, holy crap! How am I meant? I just posted this? a picture of mine in the uh, in the Skype chat, and I'll, if I remember, put it in the show notes. I've got something else we're going to put in the show notes as well. Oh wow! Really, it is my penis. How that much is? is... That's actually a, beautiful. That's a beautiful looking... How much was that? Oh, uh, 30 quid. And if you notice, some of the buttons have little arrows on yeah. them. That's because they are default mapped to Wazda. Oh, wow. <sighs> you know what that does actually look like? So that cool. actually looks like... That looks like the Power Glove's slightly hotter sister. <laughs> Much hotter. Yeah. Is, is this is... And what? What did you say? 30 quid? Uh, I believe that's what I paid for mine. Wow. Yeah. Okay, I know it was on offer. I think they're a little more than that by default, maybe forty. Right. Well, I I need to get one of these for <laughs> you know for life. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just just to make my life a bit easier. It is. It's. I had. I struggled when I bought it because I'd already bought a razor mouse with the buttons on the side, mm. many buttons on the side, which. Many MMO gamers will know because they're designed as MMO mice, mm. and I thought that's that's quite sad. You know, I've bought a mouse specifically to have access to all these things that in one game I play. But when you buy a dedicated thing that has no other function, because this is not useful in my day-to-day life, the Razer Nostromo. It's a hell of a game controller, but it, it has no normal function. That is when you have to admit you've crossed a line as a PC gamer. Yeah. Uh, I found one it. one of them now. I, I... At the same time, it doesn't cost much more than buying a good Xbox controller, and I play a lot of games on my PC, so I thought, fuck it, I crossed that line years ago. <laughs> uh, I, found, I found it, guys, and would you not believe it, it of course it's meme-based that has it. Send. Check out that. If this is a cyborg rat, I'm going to be delighted. Because I really want a cyborg rat. Uh, no, that's actually less complicated than the cyborg rat. <laughs> wow. That, that, that looks reasonable to yeah. me. So yeah, uh, This is in my final form, so you're, the cyborg rat sits next step then. Yeah, to be honest, <laughs> yes. The cyborg rat is the last form of evolution of that kind of mouse. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to find a picture that is suitably... Suitably conveys the ridiculousness of the cyborg rat. Because awesome. what what you just showed was a picture of a razor mouse that has sort of an, a slightly adjustable um, surface so it can fit your hand. I'm explaining for listeners. All right, all right. Whereas the rat, everything about it is completely adjustable. It comes with little sets of weights uh, that you can unscrew parts of the rat and put them in to change the balance of it. Uh, so as you sort of fling it around, it's sort of front heavy or back heavy or however you prefer it. 
and is infinitely adjustable in almost every direction. Oh, it is... fuck. That is horrifying. What? I'm looking, I'm looking at... I, I just looked up Razor Rat. That is... How can you... Oh, that was the one I saw. That was the first one of those I saw. Oh my god, this thing. And that's just the name of my final form. Hang on, wasn't that, wasn't that the thing that was, like, chasing those kids in Terminator Salvation? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. This is what it goes on to become. Yeah, you see, the cyborg rat I like, but I will never buy it, because I am past the age of 25, therefore I am not in my prime for Twitch gaming. Oh, fuck me. That, that oh, looks... what? I've only got a year left of Twitch ga- Oh, fuck. I thought you were past your prime, yeah. but you'll, you'll still be fine, but you've got to acknowledge that it's all downhill from there. Yeah. Oh, oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Where is my near- Where? Is- How do I get to Hong Kong? <laughs> Quickly, Jack, you have one year left to become a professional cyber athlete. Jack, Jack. Excellent. Done. The closest thing we have is Eagle Star. Go there. <laughs> Done. <laughs> and then don't jump off it. No. I wouldn't know how to get to the top. True. They won't let I me do. in. They won't let me they, in anymore. That's true. They've let me on the top of it. I took photos up there. Nice. Oh, no. What you... And I was only allowed out there for 15 minutes because we were being cooked by microwave radiation from the cell towers oh, at the top of the Oh, God. Next. Yeah, it was when we were going wow. out. They said you, you've got 15 minutes, then you've got to come back in. I was like, I almost don't want to ask why, but why? And then I wished I hadn't asked. <laughs> nice. So well, at, yes, least, at, least, keyboard. at least you didn't have your arms and legs cut off and have to kill a bunch of guys with a sword in your mouth before getting fried by microwaves. That's true. Mm. That would have been worse. Okay, so suck. so microwaves aside. <laughs> my favourite way and, of controlling my games is via the microwave. Ridiculous mice and keyboard. Needless to say, I'm not very good at TF2. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, with the pyro, that might... <laughs> you know. Actually, robots are vulnerable to microwave radiation. <gasps> That's a weapon. Oh, quick, quick to Valve. <laughs> anyway, so, our favourites. Um, Jack, you said you had a few, why don't you go first? Well, should we? Uh, I, I'm going to have a joint one with Mike. So, do, do you want to go first? As you're our new, yes, well done, sir. Yeah, but, um, you go for it. Yeah, you may go Actually, first. Yeah, you, you, you go first, and then me and Mike, because we have a sort of joint favourite. We are thinking of the same thing. <laughs> okay. Well, I know what you have two of in your flat. I know what you're thinking. Yeah, of. I know what oh, you're yeah. thinking too. And it can only be that. Yeah. Um, and it's not penises. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's only one of those in your now, flat. I don't know if mine's sort of cheat, but as most of you know, I am a massive handheld gamer. You yeah. know, I own, I own, I've owned a Game Boy of pretty much every variety, and you know, received my 3DS for Christmas last year, my baby. Um, so you know, and I've probably played more on, you know, the touchscreen control, uh, you know, handhelds and anything else in a very, in, you know, in forever, really. So, my favourite peripheral is going to be, you know, touchscreen um, handhelds. I'm glad you brought that up, because we completely overlook touchscreens. Mm. I mean, yep. we're, we're, we're now, the generations of, you know, smartphones, 
Yeah, I was going to say, with the iPad yeah. around and the Nexus 7, that's a big deal these yeah. days. So, yeah, that's my thing, is, that, is the, D, you know, the DS. I know it's a game's console, but it's also a peripheral as well, so... Yeah, absolutely. The DS was... It, it is a designed to have a touchscreen interface in it. It was mm. probably the one that kick-started mobile touch gaming. Oh, God, yes. And defines it to this day, I'd say. I mean, I got my... My my original, you know, Cinderblock DS, <laughs> I got on day of release, and luckily it r- arrived to be on day of release just before I headed to MonamiCon that year. Nice. So Very you know, nice. I was one of the few guys there that what didn't have you know, an American or Japanese version there and was going check it out. Ah! It was like cool, and I was like, it was just like. I can do the picto chat thing that none else can do yet. <laughs> <laughs> See, I know you have your 3DS, but personally, I have my DS Lite, and I think that's the pinnacle See, of the recent era of right. Nintendo handheld. Original <laughs> DS. Don't get, don't get me wrong. Original. I I love my DS, my 3DS. I do love it. I still play my my DS Lite more. It's just I'm so used, I'm so used to it. And, you know, I've only got a couple of 3DS games as it is, but I, I, I've I always got my DS Lite on me, all the time. Always got it. See, I've, I've had a renaissance with my DS Lite recently, because I have been playing more and more Star Wars The Old Republic. It's a lot of fun, and it's going free-to-play soon. Oh, is it? Like, proper free-to-play, so I expect you guys to be there. Yeah, as soon as um, it does, I will. When I, when yeah. I can get a computer oh, yeah, good yeah. enough to play so... Oh, segue. And they thing. won't charge me 50 quid a month like Star Trek Online have been. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. yeah. <laughs> no, no, they won't. <laughs> that was funny. I, I, might, um, I might have had a little bit of a shout at them about that. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? You went to play? Yeah, we did. So why am I still paying? Oh, you shouldn't be. Oh, oh really? <laughs> <laughs> well, what no. I was going to say is I was re-watching The Guild which is a, a web series uh, by Felicia Day. Oh, God, Felicia Day. MMO gamers. Yeah. And one of the characters in that, in all the downtime when playing with the guild, because there's always those moments when you're waiting for a boss to respawn mm. or mm. whatever, um, she sat there with her DS, and I just went, what a good idea. Yeah. So mm. now my DS is sat here by my keyboard, so every time there's some downtime in a raid or whatever, I'm just like, ooh, solve a puzzle or two in Leighton. <laughs> you remind me of a perfect. puzzle. Yes, downtime yeah. in raids reminds me of a puzzle. But um, I was saying thing. Jen got has finally got a new laptop the other week. Yay! And, and you know, in in relation to the fact of you know, when I get myself a new laptop so I can play stuff like the Old Republic, I'll probably end up getting one like Jen's because it made me so angry at her. Because, yeah. well, she said before she wanted to use it, she was going to get me to test it, to see if it's, she wants the game on it. You know, so she was, <laughs> did you enjoy the test? I did enjoy the test, because what I did, I downloaded <laughs> Steam. I downloaded I downloaded Fallout 3. Cause, That's a good test. Because with the Fallouts, it detects what your settings are and sets it to a set, and it sets it to a, what you can do. My laptop, I don't trust that, but it does, yeah. No, no, but I'm saying it can do that. But you can, you can then play about of it, I'm saying. You know. My one yeah. automatically sets it to low. I can set it higher, and I suffer, but I can set it higher. When I when I'd got back from uh, Jack's birthday dinner, um, I jumped on her laptop, 
because it's all fine by then. You know, it downloaded and installed it and whatnot. I go, okay, click that, click play. Setting, automatic setting of high. I was like, hmm, just to check this, I'll play through it a bit. Got as far as, you know, the um, the birthday scene in the vault. Mm. Got as far as then, and then sort of turned my head slowly at her and just made the unhappiest looking face at her going, God, I hate you right now. This thing looks better than my Xbox version. I fucking hate you right now. <sighs> Here's your laptop. All the time, you all hate me. Oh yeah, like, uh, all the time. Yes. I just uh, all the time. I just hate you and your 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 your, your lovely Skyrim running on the super HD up. Oh, I hate you, Mike. I'm not even going to mention the fact that I run Skyrim on full details on a 27 inch monitor. Ah. Uh, Simon, don't make me hurt you. Yeah, I run Skyrim on full <laughs> detail on a 32-inch monitor. Oh, yes, gosh. but what's the resolution? Oh, fuck knows, I don't care. Because <laughs> mine is about twice a 1080p TV screen. Oh, yeah, no, God. mine's... I think, I think mine is 1080p. <laughs> you got, yeah, it will be. You, got, you guys are making me sad. All these feels, I cannot contain these feels. It's, well, fuck it's you, I'm going to use my 15-year-old television and I'm going to play me some GameCube <laughs> games. <laughs> I'll tell you what I like, the 27-inch iMac. It's like, there's so many pixels there that I have to start turning something down because it can't handle the resolution. Yeah. 2560 by 1440 or something. Mm. But then I realise, I can't see those pixels. There are so many of them, so I just turn off anti-aliasing completely. <laughs> nice. And it looks just as good and runs four times as quickly. It's amazing. Cool. So yeah, yes. so yeah, touch uh, touch screen gaming. Yeah, as a, good a as a peripheral. You know, I mean, I've I went from the I went from from Apple to Nokia with the Lumia, and you know, it comes with Windows Live and various games there within, and yeah, it's good fun on the touch screen still. You know, that hasn't changed. But, yeah. I love touchscreen stuff. Now that it, it is really cool when used well. Yeah, now that it works. God forbid, yeah. back in the yeah. day. And the DS has the advantage of actually having a D-pad and a couple of buttons. Yes. If you're trying to do that on the touchscreen, it doesn't work so well. Oh, God, bit of rage regarding the new the, the 3DS XL. <laughs> oh. I have a feeling you're going to repeat one of our uh, stupid things Nintendo have done this week sections. But is, go this, ahead. is this got anything to do with the not adding the second uh, circle pad? It has everything to do with not <laughs> adding the second <laughs> circle pad. Ah <laughs> yes, because I've seen someone who's te- you know who's took the the 3ds XL art, you know, uh, release picture and gone, yeah. hey Nintendo. Why don't you take this and do this? And all they've done is move the the buttons on the right hand side down to the bottom corner where there is nothing there, yep. and add the second con- you know circle pad there. And it's like, see, this is how you know, or you know, moved it so that the two circle pads are at the bottom and the buttons are at the top. So with a D pad and the buttons are at the top, which you know is a controller, is any normal controller. It's like. Nintendo, 
Why? And it's like, oh, there's an easy reason for that. So you can buy the XL version of our second <laughs> con- circle pad add-on. Oh, guys! The one that will make it approximately the size and shape of a Mini Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd have more fun in a Mini. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't even own the, the regular 3DS circle pad attachment. Because... It is just horrible. I don't... I, what... What a ridiculous idea! Is you're making it much larger, yeah. So you've got room to incorporate that mistake you acknowledged you made on the old one, but no, you're going to make exactly the same mistake and solve it in exactly the same cat-handed way. Yeah. Okay. That's Nintendo for you, but you know what? It still prints money. Yeah, sadly. Although, no, not not as not as much as they hoped, but. They're making a loss, yeah. so it's kind of not printing money anymore. Do you know what it is, though? They they need to release a game that oh, was yeah. worth One of the those 3DS. Would be nice. <laughs> you know, a game. A game would be good. <laughs> a, game, a game that's worth doing. They're very wrong. You know, Zelda was great. You know, that's the one that I... Because my 3DS is the Zelda 3DS, so that's what it came with. That was great. You know, uh, releasing stuff like some old PS2 RPGs, uh, graphics like Tales of the Abyss. Great, you know, that's the thing. I've heard Kid Icarus was done well. Kid, Kid Icarus was a... Um, that is a bit of a... That's different to what I thought it was going to be, but it's still reasonably good. <laughs> Street Fighter on it was okay. Street Fighter 4 was okay on it. But the thing that people, the thing that multiple people I've spoken to at various conventions or you know whatever, have gone, the one thing that would make the 3DS fly out the doors, Mario 64. No, no, no Mario game. Pokemon. It would be Pokemon Snap. <laughs> Pokemon Snap, a Pokemon game, a full-on 3D Pokemon game. You know, take because they've got, you know, you can get on. The, the 3D Pokedex off their shop for free at the moment, but it's it's going to leave the shop and the paid versions are going to come out. We've got more on it type thing. But with, you know, if it, it's got all the the Pokemon in it that are and they're all you know fully 3D, the sort of thing you'd expect to play on a stadium game. <coughs> so just you know, it's got the graphical but holy shit, capability. Pokemon Snap, but with the the augmented reality aspect. Oh God, yeah, yeah that. If they did that, that would sell so many. Because that people that is the ones I would just be there going, "Shut up and take my take blood. my money, <laughs> <laughs> shut up and take my poker dollars, shut up and my take blood. my firstborn child." But you know that that is what it's come through. That people have said, "I would buy a 3DS if there was a Pokemon game on it." You know, not a not. Yeah. It doesn't even have to be. You know. The next generation, just it could be the next remake, the next you know the Heart Gold Soul Silver. So in this case, it'd be the Ruby Sapphire remake, or even like Jack said, the next Pokemon Snap. As long as it was something that would make it worthwhile. But yeah, I can completely see that. I mean, it wouldn't suck at me, and I've never been much. No, no, player, I know. I can see it would totally fly it off the shelves. Especially if they were to do the, the you know the usual thing of and here's the special Pokemon edition 3DS. Oh my god, give it now! Yeah, I would. I would actually buy that. I will fucking kill you for it, Jack. Give it to me now. As long as they don't do what Konami did with the Metal Gear Solid free uh, Metal Gear Solid free 3DS. 
because that was yeah. A, what happened with that? That was a major dick move. What they what they did was oh my god, yes, son of a bitch, I want to stab them all to death. To I get remember. they tell, they tell made the they made a snake skin print 3ds for the race of Snake Eater okay. on the 3ds. That doesn't sound too tough. No, it was really nice. You know, it's a snake skin. It looked fantastic. It looked, you know, so it was. It was like, you know, it's a 3DS that looked like it was wrapped in snake skin. Yeah, right. Sounds, sounds cool. cool. The only way to get it though was off the Konami website, which doesn't sound like a bad thing. But the only way so you can get it off the website is if you won a certain raffle. Right. You know, so if you were one of the lucky people that won the raffle, you didn't get the, the chance to go onto the Konami website and buy the Metal Gear Solid 3DS with Metal Gear Solid uh, Snake Eater. So you don't, you, don't, you don't win the raffle and win the 3DS. No, you no. win the raffle you win and the win a chance, chance to, to go buy, and buy it. Yeah, you win the chance to buy it. You don't even win the 3DS, you win the chance to buy the 3DS because it gives you a code you put onto the website that lets you get to the shop to where that bit Damn. is. Yeah, you know, so that's why it never got released over here. Even in the West at all, <laughs> as a here is a special edition. Da, da da da. I mean, the Kingdom Hearts the, for the Kingdom Hearts 3DS game that just came out in Japan. They got a it was a beautiful Kingdom Hearts 3DS. You know, it had all the logo, the various uh, Kingdom Hearts logos embossed on it. We didn't get that. We got a protective case to go you know around your 3DS. One of those type of ones. That's what we got. That's what the entirety of the West got. And it's like, guys, release these things over here. People will buy that edition. <laughs> My God, the amount of people I know that Jack for one would have killed for the Snake Eater one. I may, in fact, have done mm. before I realised it wasn't being released <laughs> over here. Yeah, I really wanted to get Jen the Kingdom Hearts one because she is a big Kingdom Hearts fan. But no luck. Yeah, no luck. This is wildly off topic. Well, it's kind of on topic, I guess. But actually, whilst we're here, as our mobile gaming correspondent, mm. so, summing up briefly, PS Vita. Right. Okay. Um, I don't own one. Alex Reed does own one, so I have had a good play on one. They are they are a powerful little machine. You know, they can do really good graphics. Uh, graphic intensity on it. But, you know, it's another one of these ones that doesn't have discs. When they initially released it, <laughs> right, now let me try that again. Before they released the actual console, they released the games. Oh, yeah. Yep, I remember the games coming out first. Yeah, that games coming out first. Interesting. And then, like, Two months later, they go, and here's the console to play them on. It's like, okay. But what it is, when you bought the game, you didn't buy a disc, you bought a memory card. A memory card that also gave you a code that lets you access the game off the PlayStation Network to download. That's what you... Did the memory cards have any decent capacity on them? I have... Been quite a good I have no idea. You know, I, I think it, I've, not. No, I imagine not. I mean... It's got, it's got an expandable memory built into it anyway. So you know, it's got a basic whatever gig yeah. memory, and you can expand it with that with the Sony Magic, you know, memory gate cards type thing. But the actual game ones, I don't know. But but the actual machine, 
is a nice little powerful kit, you know. It is, it's not compatible with everything on the PlayStation Network yet, but they are getting to the point where you can, you'll be able to be able to download your, like, stuff like your PS1 retro stuff, your PS2 retro stuff. Oh, that's kind of cool. You know, but it's the thing of, you know, you'll have that capability to play, wipe out, you know, the thing that plays Wipeout, it's Wipeout game now that looks like a PS3 edition. Then you'll be playing, you know, Final Fantasy VII on it. Which you will be able to do, but it's like, oh, look, I can see every angle on this block. Speaking of which, <laughs> did you see the Final Fantasy VII PC release? Oh, recently? God, yes! <laughs> What's this? They really... No. Square Square Enix have uh, got got about to re-releasing the PC edition of Final Fantasy VII. I, I've still it's got the original. Finally release. out on PC. Finally out. Of, no, no, it's, uh, it's out, been out on PC for like almost no, no, fifteen years. No, 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 no. Square Enix made it clear it is finally out on PC. Yes, it's finally I, out on uh, PC. Right, but I've this, got a fifteen-year-old copy of the PC version yes, of the game in my bedroom. We know that's that. That's where it starts getting ridiculous. That's where yes. we know that, Jack. This is. You know, that was when it was Squaresoft, though. As Square Enix, it's oh, just God, come out. Right, yep. And this, yeah, that's where it's just getting ridiculous. What they've then done is, uh, you know, they haven't graphically updated it that much, really. You know, they sort of curved it off a little bit. They've added achievements. Well, it's exactly the same 3D models and graphics. Yeah. Just, it runs at a higher resolution, yeah. so it's slightly less jagged. Yeah. Uh, they've added achievements, and... Um, as a as a brilliant, you know, as a brilliant idea, they've added in a shop system which where you can buy character upgrades straight off the bat for real world money. Oh so my could, god, I'm gonna fucking stab someone! So you know, you can start Mike, the game. So you can start the game brand oh. new, and you know, the first bit when you get off the train, you can have your. You know, you can, you can either be your level, was it, level four, whatever, I can't remember, cloud from the very beginning, or you can have your level 100 motherfucker with every material ever, with every item ever, that you've paid for real money. There is no god. <laughs> That's what they added when they finally brought it when out they f- on PC. Finally, out on PC. <laughs> Again. Yay, fanboys! <laughs> I'm a Final Fantasy uh, 7 fan. I, I love it, because they're releasing but, it to a fandom that is not known for their attention to detail and obsessive knowledge of the game's history. Not at so, all. Uh, of course they wouldn't notice that it was out 15 years ago. Not, not but actually, I think you'll find that in, in the August of 1997, <laughs> for two two weeks... <laughs> but, you know, I think it's great. You know, it's fine. Great. Bring it back out on the PC. Because the PC version is, you know, it the original PC version that you've got is, it's like, it's gold dust. You know, it, it, you can't find it. If you do find it, it's usually someone who knows it's really that rare and, you know, and won't get, and rid, won't of get rid of it. Yeah. Or if they do decide to get rid of it, it'll be, yeah, I'll get rid of it. Um, how's your first child sound, you know? You know, that, that, that sort of thing. So I've gone, never understood people who want to charge first children. I don't, I don't, I don't, want, I don't want your, I don't want what it, Too many what it is, it, it's the Rumpelstiltskin thing. It's what that is. I know. You know? But See, it, I was like setting up a Christmas genetic yeah. experiments or to hold things. That's true, that's what you would do. You would <laughs> do hold pegs. You would just do, you know, what Fatty's Venture does. You just clone them. <laughs> oh. Even with pegs, babies have got incredible grip. 
Um, but hold, like hold your clothes into place on the dryer or whatever. Yes, clothes. That's what you want them to hold. So yeah, you know, it's great that they've done this. You know, that they've gone, oh, re-released oh, it oh, for the fan. Oh, that took me a second. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, so it's great that they've done this. You know, re-released it so. You know, the fans that are, you know, the long-time fans can get it again. And, you know, a newer generation go look at it and go... That looks like shit. It looks like shit. Or they might go, oh, it's this Final Fantasy VII thing that everyone's gone mad on. Maybe I'll give it a go. And go, then go... No, they will look at it and go, that I know, looks like shit. I know. Opt- and, you know, that little bit of optimism there, maybe, you know... I don't know. I, I'll be honest. I, I was playing games long before that came I out. I look at it and go, that looks like yeah. shit. Yeah. It is. But, um, it is. I still love it, but oh yeah, it, it was my first Final Fantasy game. It was absolutely what amazing. The, what they've what they've yeah, but what they've done with it, I've just gone no, guys, no. Why that is no. fairly cheap. That you know, it's a, or incredibly expensive depending <laughs> on how you look at it. Yeah. Again, this is wildly segue. Quite off topic. Yeah. Um, Jack, Peter, Mike. right? Yes. So Peter, good little piece of machine. The whole touchpad thing on the back is a bit of a joke, but. It's got potential. Fair enough. Okay. Jack, Mike. Um, well, I've got quite a few to get through, so I will I will kick us off if you want, Mike. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you, right. you want to list yours off, and I'll addend, add addendums. My 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 major sort of gaming amend uh, like. awakening was sort of during the 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 great console, the, the sort of secondary console wars of of PlayStation, N sixty four, and Xbox. Xbox? No, that was later, never mind. Dreamcast. What was th- Dreamcast, that was what I was thinking, sorry. Oh. So, for me, it was always... For, for beat-em-ups and, and things like that, it was always going to be... Dreamcast. Oh, I do hope you're going to bring up the Sega Bass Fishing <gasps> Oh my god, I... Oh my god, I wasn't, but holy shit, I, I sank hours of my life into that goddamn game. <laughs> yeah, second. I loved, I loved Sega Bass Fishing. That's... The tragic thing is, I said it as a joke, but so did I. Oh god, how can we forget about the Dreamcast with its, with its VDU memory card? Oh, I wasn't going to mention the Dreamcast controller. I fucking hated that thing. But the Sega Bass Fishing Peripheral was awesome. Mm. Oh god. On, on the terms of controllers with useless bits needed. That was awesome. Go to hell. No, no, no. The, the regular controller with oh, the, the VDU. Memory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The VDU. of, you know... Yeah, the memory card that was itself a controller for the tiny games on the memory. Yeah, card. yeah. It's thing of you know, it's the mem, it's the memory card. You can't, you kind of need it. And it was like, ah, oh, guys, I hate you so much, Sega. <laughs> anyway, sorry, Jack. But, uh, what I was going to do is like uh, the PlayStation and therefore you know PlayStation Two controller because they have they didn't really change it at all. Um, shock. Yeah, for um, beat 'em ups and that sort of thing were really my. That was my favourite there. Hmm. Um, the N64 controller I loved because that it's like I think that's probably the only Nintendo controller I've really really liked. Fair enough. Largely because yeah, it abs- looks like you could do some damage as well. I, but I think weird. You're both. I, I like the GameCube controller. It, I, I was going to come onto the GameCube controller in a second. I think the, the major reason I think I like the N64 controller is because it did actually cause some serious damage to my brother's hand. <laughs> well, that, that is understandable. But to, I mean, to me, the N64 controller is one of my least favorite Nintendo controllers. I'm including the Power Glove in this. Wow. I mean, the Power Glove is one rank down. Yeah, it is from still the lower. N64 but... controller, but it's on the list. But it's only one rank, you know. Yeah. Um, 
Then other than that, the, the GameCube controller would get an honorable mention simply because of the shoulder buttons. Ah, oh, the shoulder buttons. See, oh, I, man. I didn't like the GameCube at all. I di- didn't play it. But but the Did shoulder buttons, it. Mike. I have a controller in here. You need to pick one up and just push in the, the shoulder buttons. You do. It's a visceral experience. It's, yeah, oh, I, I, I'm, I'm well aware. shoulder buttons. They're shoulder buttons on them controllers. Opinion. I don't like it. I can, I can hang up on you at a moment's notice, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else? The original Xbox controller I loved. I think the, the current Xbox controller is just... We haven't really mentioned it, but it is such a versatile piece of kit. It is used oh, yeah, all over yeah. the place. They use it to fly drones in Afghanistan. I know, yeah, right? Exactly. Awesome. It's, it's phenomenal. It is I, I, pretty, yeah. It's pretty all-encompassing. It, it's definitely second or third place for me, depending on how I get up in the morning. But then, for first place, for great other, and also we'll throw in all the mentions before of Para Para House the Dead, whatever. But for ultimate, awesome controller as the the sort of set piece thing, I know me and Mike are having the same answer for this. Do you want to go for it, Mike? Three, two, one. Steel, Steel Battalion. Ah, oh, that thing. Oh, that awesome Tell piece us of kit. About it. I had so much fun. <laughs> One of the few controllers I know with a covered eject button. Oh, which God, is completely yes. necessary. Yeah. Yep, it's integral to the gameplay. Basically, if those of you who haven't played it, and oh, I weep for you. Uh, Steel Battalion is a sort of stereotypical giant mech uh, war game. Not to be confused with, sort of, the, new, with the latest one on the Kinect. Yeah, no, that can the, don't touch the, that. the connect right connect steel battalion can go and eat a big bag of dicks. I oh, but uh, original steel battalion absolutely fantastic because you have a controller that weighs about forty eight pounds, bristling with with controllers and sli- switches for things like uh, you know fire extinguishers and and window washers and O two flow and brake fluid and shit like that. And <laughs> yeah, you've got your controllers, you've got your um you've got your uh pedals, your your clutch, your brake, your accelerator, then your guns, your aiming, that sort of stuff. And of course, I mean the the two major things that are what what make me love it, the the sort of five switches of power, like uh the you'll see wash flicking in every episode of Firefly. Yeah, that that is ah oh, the startup that. sequence. The, in, yeah. at the beginning of every mission, there is a startup sequence where you have to flick these little. You have to close. Buttons, you have to close you the have canopy. To enter a sequence on the. Oh. You have to close the canopy. Then you have to make sure you've got all of your um, oxygen being flowed in, all of your um, heating and all that sort of stuff. And then make sure it's all synced up and all that sort of stuff before you hit the ignition. Oh. It's fantastic, but there's the single coolest thing about it is the ejector seat. Because that game has a really nasty sting in its tail. If you die before... If your your mech is destroyed, then your pilot dies. And if your pilot dies, he can't very well do any more missions. So the game will wipe your save. It'll it'll just completely wipe the memory of the gameplay. Yep. The only way to avoid this is to hit the eject button before your mech is destroyed. 
at which point you will then be able to be transported back to mission control by a new giant robot. It is another game with one life. Yep. But so you have your little covered okay. As long as you remember to hit the ejector button. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm an expert at the first four missions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I was playing it a while ago and I got to a mission that I'd never seen before and went, "Oh my god, what the hell is this?" and died. <laughs> like, right now, I'm the first four Steel again. Battalion. I love Steel Battalion, but I am not good at it, <laughs> largely because the mechs are not as manoeuvrable as I want them to be. They are pretty, my, yeah. My knowledge of Steel Battalion is largely turning a corner and slowly, very slowly falling over, <laughs> watching yes. the horizon turn vertical. Granted, I, over- I love it when the mechs fall over. Granted, you did exactly what I did, which is find the, the lightest, fastest mech, pump it up to about 120 miles an hour, and then try and turn on a coin Yep. in so, fifth gear. No, no, yep. so the, the worst thing is going full throttle, and you think, God, this is going slow, and then you realise you haven't put up a gear, and when you do, and that's when it, that's when it skids and topples over. You're like, "Fuck, damn it!" And you have to go back all through the getting like, ah. Uh, unless you're that's mo- right, uh, these mechs have gearboxes. Unless unless oh, you're yeah. Mike, of, unless you're Mike, of course, because then he does. You've got to, you've got to dr- for the Americans, you've got to drive stick. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, in, in, unless you're like Mike, which in this case is like watching Simon drive a warthog in Halo. <laughs> I can make that thing I dance. love driving warthogs. Yeah. That game you know, is so say, much fun. As I often say, you guys can make the warthog dance, I can make it scream in terror. <laughs> <laughs> I can make I it go in circles just about as much as I can do. But as yeah, Mike doesn't let me drive as the anymore. Steel Battalion controller is. I know where you're going for yours, and I'm really liking these. And and it is impressive. Uh, again, it's something I hope I will have remembered to link in the show notes because the Steel Battalion controller is a sight to see. However, I can top it. Mm. And we're going to refer back to the Trocadero Centre. Oh, right, Trocadero. Because that used to be the location of the Battletech <laughs> in this country. <gasps> Mad cats. Where I had Mad a lifetime membership. Now, this is without doubt the most complicated and incredible gaming controller I have ever witnessed, let alone used. I've forgotten about this. Oh, God. You would turn up to the Battletech Center and you would sit around having booked your game in what was basically done up as a pilot's rec room. They had monitors up giving the status of missions in progress. Uh, you know, insignia all over the place, and it was very functional military issue furniture and such. So the game kind of starts in the waiting room. And come the ascribed time, out come the, the staff in their sort of utilitarian jumpsuits with uh, Battletech logos on, and usher, usher the pilots through to the pod room. Now, the conceit of Mech Warrior is uh, giant mechs with modular cockpits. They all have the same cockpit module that a pilot is used to and get sort of lifted up by crane and dropped into the mech. So scattered around the room are, I think it was 16 fully enclosed cabinets designed to look like mech pods. You pick one, settle yourself in, sit down, the door is shut and you are fully immersed. In there with you is uh, a screen, 
um, which would be your view out of the mech, or it will be once you're dropped in. At the moment, it's not live. And several hundred controls. You have not only the joystick and foot pedals for torso rotation and mech control, uh, but also, of course, the weapon control panel where you can chain and link weapons together in any combination you desire. The comms panel allowing you to do uh, set up group calls between the cabinets uh, so you can switch channels and talk to different people. There's, again, the, the toggle switches of Doom, the, uh, the switches of power, the startup sequence overhead where they should be. Oh, hells yeah. Uh, and it's, everything is real. Everything is simulated down to the last tiniest detail in there. And you're picked up by Crane... Uh, rolled out to the hangar where your screen comes alive and you see yourself dropped into your mech and that's it, you're away, you're off. The the 16 of you are trooping out of the hangar into the war zone. It's the most immersive, incredible experience I've ever had in video games mm. and it's sadly no more. Yeah. Well, there's no, there's no arcade there at all anymore. I know. The entire place has been gutted. The Trocadero was amazing. Trocadero is... the last... The last great gaming arcade. It's been completely... I mean, it went from, was it, Sega World to Funland, and now it's completely been gutted. Is um is Namco still there in London? Namco is still there as far as I'm aware. I haven't been there in a very long time. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good gaming arcade, but it is just Namco. So. It is just Namco, yeah. But, man, I spent so much time in the Trocadero over the years. That's, you know, the... The amount of arcade games and stuff I play, you know, of all the different varieties. I mean, they had their own b- bowling rink as well. So, you know, there was always that to go to as well. And, uh, and go-karts. Bumper. Yeah. See, that game sounds like my perfect thing. Yep. And it Mike, you would, you, you would have, you know, you would have... To, to, to coin Lonely Island jizzed in your pants. I wouldn't have been able to get out. <laughs> I'd have killed it myself right really there. That amazing. seems... Just... Like it. Oh my god. Oh my god. I just posted god. a yeah. for you in Skype. Yeah. Uh, how am I supposed to continue this episode with such a raging erection? <laughs> oh, that is cool. And that is what they look like from the outside. Although that's not them in situ at MechWarrior World. That's, I think, that was sort of one of their development. Or maybe that's an expo. Uh, yeah, it looks like some sort uh, of that event. Like a convention center or something. But it does. Oh my God. But you can imagine those scattered around a room that's painted up like a, a hangar bay. Also, I've got to say, and, how fucking 90s does that guy look who's piloting it? I know. <laughs> it kind of looks like Brent Spiner with a mullet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that was, I mean, it's something I'm very glad to have done. I, it will never fully leave me, the memory of that experience, See, but it makes me sad that I will never have that experience again. There are yeah. some really good Steel Battalion cockpits out there. Like, there was one I saw at PAX that was a really good one, but that's there is nothing that comes close to that. I've seen really such... Absolutely amazing. Yeah, I've seen some really good mods for Silver Talon. I've seen guys who've completely 
uh, dismantle the controller and move its component parts around to make it, you know, so so the power switches the power are, you know, above him and all that kind of thing. And it's like, dude, how much time have you spent on this? It's like, I mean, you know, full full props to him because he obviously loved the game so much to do so. But my god, the time and effort alone was too. Uh... You'd be amazed what people will go through to make the right um, uh, simulator environment. Mm. Mm. Uh, if I can find it, one of the most impressive I saw in a long time, and I would love to have a go at this. Uh, it was a high school design and engineering project, a uh, big team project that a load of kids worked on together. Yeah. Uh, no, that wasn't the one. Uh, it looks like two different people have done it. Uh, <laughs> well, two different teams have done it to varying results. Um, but I can't find the proper one I saw of the full-size replica. But they designed and built the Viper from the new Battlestar Galactica. Oh, cool. As a flight simulator cabinet. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Now that's fairly tasty. Oh my gosh, friends. <laughs> that, I've seen some really stupidly detailed projects of sort of um, simulator rigs. Mm. I, just wanna, I just want them. I just want them all. <laughs> we know what you have to do then, Mike. some really impressive Formula One ones. But you know what you have to do then, Mike. What? Is it the answer? We kill people. If they build, <laughs> if if you build it, they will come. <sighs> what he's what he's saying there is, if you build me a giant robot pod, Mike, I will come. <laughs> <laughs> right, Jack, stop trying to put me off. Okay. <laughs> or take it that way. Whatever. I want. Okay. I want to do it. <laughs> I want to actually do this thing. No, I would. I would be terrible at doing something like that. But as a team, Ooh. as a team, it could be done. As a team, I would stand there and go, "You guys, you guys are really good at this. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, you'd build be this more in a sort thing. of coordinating role." Oh, I am. I'm. I'm fantastic at coordinating people. I can't do shit. <laughs> I can make. <laughs> I can make other people do amazing things that they were inclined to do already. Yeah, but it's an important skill to have. Well, it's like Jack's amazing at making me play Total War even better than I already do. I'm, I'm your uh, your military advisor. He's really good at it. No, I really am, because I basically go, why don't you do this? And then he explains why that's a stupid idea, does the opposite, and wins <laughs> better. I was going to say, how is it a good thing to listen to Jack's yeah, military no. advice? I know how that goes. It's the, it's the thing, is I've got someone to sit down and explain what I'm doing to. And, so, and, it, and it, that helps it you helps think me through. think it through. Ah, cunning. So it is literally, by correcting Jack, you improve your own skills. Mike, what was it that Sun Tzu said about the sort of men you must hire? Oh, you should know this. He said you must hire an idiot, as well as a wise man. Yeah. Both of I, them have their uses. I can't remember the exact thing. You must hire a brave man, you must hire a coward, you must hire a wise man, and you must hire a fool. All of them have their uses. So one down, three to go. <laughs> we have... Well, I'd say we've got several fools. 
in this organization right now. Hooray! Yo! <laughs> you see, the, the mistake you made was hiring a fool, hiring a fool, and hiring a fool. But we can lift stuff. Well, I can. We, he made a mistake in hiring a fool, hiring a, uh, a drunk. So we have, we have, well, we all have our skills. Yeah. Mike can lift things. Jack knows about portable stuff. Simon is the king of knowledge, and I can do para para. <laughs> and then we can get Fletch to do all the work for us. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He... Now, if we can combine these skills into a saleable talent... We'll become Captain Planet. The worst Heart. kind of planet. <laughs> what, the Captain Planet? <laughs> Captain Planet of Recon. <laughs> we need to go colonise Mars and then officially change its name to Captain Planet. <laughs> NASA beat us to it. Oh, God. They discovered one life form, a cat, and then they were compelled to end its life. <laughs> what? You're making some... I'm not entirely sure about the sort of reference you're making there, Brad. The name of the rover recently landed on Mars was Curiosity. Uh uh-huh. Therefore, when it discovered a living cat... Gotcha. There we go. Yeah. On that note of utter hilarity, because <laughs> we all know the best jokes are the ones you need to explain. Oh, gotcha. In my, in my defense, as I pointed out earlier, the only soft drink I've had in the last month has been a one mouthful of Fago. <laughs> Fucking Let's love bring Fago. an end to this now hours-long joke that requires explanation. Yeah. Oh, How long have we been going for? Two and a half. Ah. Two and a half hours. Well, well, you wanted us back. You <laughs> got what you wanted. We are back. You, we you curse got it, you, you with our dying breaths we spit <laughs> at you. You got it. You can't un-got it. <laughs> you should probably go get yourself checked. <laughs> <laughs> and remember to call all your previous podcasting partners. Yes. So. I have been Simon. I have been Mike. I have been Jack. And I have been Irish. And holy and shit, that's the first time we were ever able to make it through that closing bit. And you ruined it, you interrupted it. <laughs> you have been listening to World One Stage One, a podcast of the Simply Syndicated Federation. Check out our forums at simplysyndicated.com. Send us an email at mail at worldonestage1.com. Follow us on Twitter at W1S1. And as ever, our thanks to the mini bosses for our theme tune. <laughs>